what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. We haven't even started the show yet. Holman, how dare you? I don't think that was meant for us. Oh, no, it wasn't? No. <laughs> I took it personally. I figured it was just uh, they were hating on me and this was, my, my stories. This is one of my favorite uh, uh, movie quotes, though. I don't know. What, what was that from? Do you know? Billy Madison. Oh, Billy Madison. Look at that. I mean, Millie Madison, because we would never infringe on anybody else's audience. You're allowed to say the name of a movie title. Right after you play their audio? I don't. Who cares? I care. We're, we're the Churchill Podcast, the number one truck enthusiast podcast on the internet. Uh, we may have a closet full of lawyers right now, but we won't shortly. Should we tell them about that? Nah. Now we'll wait. <laughs> Dude, what? I saw the bay doors opening. You almost dropped a bomb right there. Oh, a bomb's coming. Wow. You, okay, guys, yeah. you guys don't know. There's a big old nuclear warhead about to drop. Yeah. Right on the Truck Show podcast. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. It's not going away. I mean, I don't think uh, it's going away. We hope it's not going away. We're working on some things. <laughs> we're working. Holman's going away. Hol- well, duh, duh. No? Close the bay door. Close it? Close the bay door, Hal. Okay. Close the Is bay that door. Is that enough that we make them uh, unhappy? Are they upset now? Uh, they don't know what to feel. They're very confused. They're keep, like, what? They, as if they're not listening to, right now. I guess you have to keep listening. They can hear episodes. you. As you say this, this is coming out of their speakers. They can hear this. Right. Right. I'm just trying to find out how worried they are. I don't think they're, well, They're as as you go on and on, they're growing more more worried. Is it because I have a head cold and I might die any moment during I the show? I don't know what's up with your voice. Like yeah. mine, I've got a lot of, s- a lot of sibilance, Not which me. I can't get rid of. It. No, I'm, I got- I, I borrowed a board from work because yeah. ours died and uh, I haven't worked out the EQ yet and yours just is all nasal. Yeah, well, because I have a uh, clogged noggin. Yes. Clog, By the way, Clog, oh, Clog Noggin, Noggin yes. is playing, yeah. Do I, have lost, I have not lost my sense of humor. They just... opened up for Foles. I was at the Palladium hey. last Wednesday night I, seeing Foles. How about the that uh, SEMA episode or four? I think we did pretty good. I think we did pretty good, too. I don't know how you guys feel about us uh, stretching those out for a couple of weeks, but... I, I felt pretty good about it. I felt pretty good about it as well. But a lot of work. We had a lot of great guests. A freaking Mike Spagnola, president of SEMA. You know what I mean? All He's right. the man. Two boxes came to us this week. Ah, uh, we got boxes. By the way, this is Lightning and Holman, Churchill Podcast, episode number 250-freaking-five. Number one, shout out to Greg Adek. He came through and sent you oh, your tool bag. Oh, yeah. Greg, high five. And you forgot already. Mega high five. No, I meant to bring that up, but, well, uh-huh, you beat me to it. Uh-huh. So he gave me the Boxo tool roll that we were talking about, and I was At told, me, oh, my God, it's epic! He sent it to me, but he only sent one. And I got it to you. I didn't get one. Just so we're clear. Now, just so you know, I could have absconded with that. Wow. But I didn't. I I'm could, stunned. I, you would have never have known. No, I wouldn't. That that tool roll did Although, not. Although, hold on a second. I might have known at some point because Greg and I did email, and he said he was sending it to me. Oh, now, okay. why he sent it to you when I gave him my address, I don't know. Because he already had my address. But I think it was fun. Super stoked. So, Greg. So I got one. A chopper. Oh thank wait, you no, very, I didn't. Much. I got one. Yeah, well, I'm I'm super Deck. stoked com. on that. Yeah. They still love us. Deck.com have uh, they've teamed up with Boxo as you heard on two episodes ago on the Truck Show podcast. Okay, I don't know what to think about this one. It says ship to Motor Trend Sean and Lightning Truck Show podcast with my work email address. 
It's from Auto RX Repair in Bridgeport or Bridport, Vermont. Can you look up Auto RX Repair in sure, Bridgeport, Vermont? Yes. Are you worried that there could be ricin? No, 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 no. Right. I know what's in it. I opened it already. Give me the name again, please. This is hilarious. The name it's again? Auto. Auto RX. RX Repair. RX. All right. Well, let me show you a picture of right. Auto RX. Look at that place oh, right cool. there. Look at that yeah. old truck out front, a little steak bed. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, a, it kind of a barn style building. Subarus. Yeah. But we still don't know who sent us no we don't hold on are you ready for it i love this spot you got there at auto rx hold on are you ready for this yeah what is it those look like jugs they are jugs that's weird one quart jugs okay so are they they would be alcohol nope not alcohol plastic one quart jugs they wouldn't be like coffee what is vermont known for ice cream Maple syrup. Oh, for duh, of a course. Bottle for each of us. <gasps> Pure, Pure maple Vermont. syrup. Maple syrup, a world's healthy natural sweetener. It says uh, it's produced from the sap of maple trees that organically grow in the wild. This maple syrup meets rigid Vermont maple standards. Maple syrup is great on many breakfast foods, in baking, in stir fries, baked beans, ham, glazes, and desserts, as well as in salad dressings. Vermont is America's number one maple state. So, who sent this to us? We want to know. Well, someone. Did we at, miss an email or something? Well, I, I think uh, you know what we do. Let's call Auto RX and leave a message. Should we? Yes. All right. Okay, so you're gonna dial eight hundred two area code two three two twenty five fifteen Auto RX in uh, Bridport, Vermont. What's the website in case people up there uh, need uh, truck servicing? Does not appear. I'm on Google and it's called Auto RX Repair and Performance LLC. Does not. Oh, wait. The website is autorxvt.com. All right. It's pretty late there. It is really late there. I hope no one lives. It's late here. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be horrible? Think they would forgive us? I mean, you can't be sending people anonymous bottles of syrup and not expect a phone call. Hi. You've reached AutoRx Repair and Performance. We're either on the other line or assisting a customer. If you'd please leave a brief message with a callback number, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks. Hello, Auto RX Repair and Performance LLC. This is Lightning and Holman. We don't know why you sent us syrup. Well, wait, but we on. appreciate this, it. This is Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. This is awesome. In case you work at Auto RX and you don't know the person oh. who sent us we had a pure anonymous maple syrup. Yeah. Random box filled with Vermont's finest maple syrup, which I'm going to use for breakfast tomorrow morning. We just wanted to call and tell you thank you. And we have no idea. Please email us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up 657-205-6105 and let us know what what's the story because this is amazing and we feel like uh, we owe you a heartfelt uh, gratitude for sending us syrup well, I've got something for me. You ready? Okay, yep. T-H-A-K-Y-O-U. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Whoever you are, I right. love you. AutoRxVT.com. Thanks for listening to the Truck Show Podcast. All right. Love you. Mean it. Are we allowed to say that? Love you. Mean well, it? I stole it from Emmy. Yeah. Last time I texted Emmy, I said, love you. Mean it. Because I think it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. She didn't write back. Really? Yeah. Does she not like us all of a sudden? No, I think she was in Mexico or something like that. She's, she's always she's in Mexico. Time she for posts me. a lot. Yeah. She has and a... then she doesn't have time. She's uh, The phone is in her hand. She has no time for me. But the phone is already in her hand because she's she's... 
Instagram. Yeah, well, I, I was probably is. in the middle of a reel or something that mm. she was putting together. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. So we got uh, we got tools. We got syrup, and uh, we've got a great show for you guys. <laughs> tools and syrup. And we're going to be checking in with sound skins. Now, why do we care about sound skins? Well, I care because uh, you're like Mr. Sound Insulation, make your stereo sound better. Yes. But I've got a- uh, Creaks and rattles? Nope. I've and got a loud a, exhaust? Nope. I've got a shoebox that has 470 horsepower uh-huh. uh, shooting off the back of it that in windy conditions is not the quietest vehicle. Oh. And so I may have looked at uh, some sound deadening rolls the way you would normally buy it, and sure. I come across sound skins, and wouldn't you know it, CNC cut from their factory- so that you just assemble a puzzle, basically. It has all the holes cut out for bolts and stuff, and it's amazing. So I want to know more. Okay. I want to know more. Because, because I watched I, you I, cover <laughs> yourself in butyl and uh-huh. uh, cut yourself with aluminum. Yes. Cutting to fit on your I TRS. I still have a scar. Which Oh, see. Wait, which finger is it? Right, right there. Yep. Right there, my thumb. You see that scar yep, right nice there? Yep. That is from the aluminum backing of some uh, cheaply made... Uh, sound deadening well, material. Well, Soundskins has uh, some pretty cool stuff because it's triple layer. So we'll we'll give them a call. We'll get into that later okay. in the show. But first, we got to thank Nissan. So uh, Nissan are presenting sponsor. If you're in the market for a midsize or full size truck, you want to head on down to your local Nissan dealer. We can pick up a Nissan Titan XD, a Titan, or a Frontier. The Titans, of course, have the industry's best warranty: five year, one hundred thousand miles. And the Frontiers are one of the hottest trucks in the market. I've been seeing them all over the road. When are we going to get the Frontier that we saw at SEMA? Okay. So we're not getting that one. The V8 swap? Wait, what? That why? Thing's amazing. Why? No. Hold on. Hold on, cowboy. I'm talk- said we were- I, Hold on. Okay. I'm, well, we're, we're getting it to drive. We're not getting it to- To romp? To keep for a while. Oh. But what if we were able to get a Frontier as a project vehicle for the Truck Show podcast and built it up over the next year? Yes. And then told people and then went and, yes. out and had adventures in it and stuff like that? Yes. Still yes. Is? Yeah. Is that really a possibility? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's it's I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. It's not not a possibility. It's not not I, you, double negative doesn't work. I seen the future. Uh, and it's very scary. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll see. So anyway, if you want to get a frontier the mm-hmm. way I want to get a frontier, definitely go to nissanusa.com where you can build and price and put together the Nissan of your dreams right there on your computer. What if I want to hear the Fender audio system tomorrow and I can't wait? Well, then you sir Need to visit your local Nissan dealer. Okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that the uh, manufacturers don't really like showing you on your dashboard I, I, for a myriad of reasons. They just want you to operate your truck in bliss, apparently. They don't, want you, they don't want you to see exact numbers. They want you to have a gauge that basically only goes to the middle and sticks <laughs> yes, right there. Just sticks exactly right there. exactly right. Yes. Look, it, it's normal. It's in the middle. By the way, if your oil pressure in your truck needle doesn't move when you accelerate... You don't have a real oil pressure gauge, okay? No, no, you don't. So if you have a hankering for data, what do you do, Lightning? <laughs> you pick up yourself a brand new Banks iDash. And, and where come, do you do that? Oh, I haven't finished yet. Oh, sorry. They come in two flavors, okay? You got the Banks. Salty and sweet? Well, kind of. Spicy? So the, the, the sweet would be the iDash Super Gauge, and the spicy would be the iDash Data Monster. I want now, savory. They are, well, then you'd have to buy both and then squish them together. What? Because <laughs> you can marry multiple iDashes. But let's save that for another conversation. The main difference between the iDash Super Gauge and the Data Monster is the Data Monster comes with data logging. You can record up to 100 parameters, pressures, temps, speeds, deltas. What if I want to record parameters instead? Master, monitor, key, engine, parameter, 
You can record up to 100 parameters simultaneously at 20 samples per second for over a month on the supplied SD card. And what the hell would I do with all that data? Do you want? Are you racing? Are you towing? Do you want to know more about your truck? You can either play the data back on the iDash itself, or you can slip the SD card out, slide it in your computer, and open it up in datalogviewer.com and compare runs, compare uh, going up the uh, Eisenhower Pass and looking at your turbo, looking at def consumption. So what TPF you're saying regions. is iDash, and it's only available for one make and model. Nope, the iDash is available for any vehicle on the planet. Oh, BanksPower.com. Yep. Check it out. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck Show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning My voice. and Holman. I can hear dying. you. Stop it. My voice. I can't sing or do any of the jingles. I know, but wait till the jingle's That's over before you start growing. Right I'm uh, like, I know, I know it sounds like you're going through puberty again. Again? Yes. I never went through it the first time. No, you didn't? No. Where'd all the hair come from? <laughs> I was born that way. <laughs> okay. Holman, what do you think? Should we have a guest on the show next, or should we drink our maple syrup? Uh, I'm going to not drink my maple syrup. I'm taking that home with me for my pancakes in the morning, but I think we should get to the part of the show where we regale our uh, audience with somebody that isn't us. So you're talking about calling up our friends at Soundskins. Yes, I am. All right. Dial that number. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Lightning and Home at Truck Show Podcast. Is this Dennis and Miley? Speaking. We are so excited to talk to you guys because you are going to kill our rattly interiors and our ill-performing sound systems. You're going to help our trucks. They're not going to kill our ill-performing sound systems. They're going to make them sound better. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, our, yeah. the rattles. Right. They're going to make the rattles go away, yes. They're going to uh, they're going to make this show quieter. <laughs> no, no, we don't <laughs> want to do that. Yes. Yeah. So before that, we have to play a quick intro. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. So I think that we need to add sound scans to that list of parts in the uh, in the intro there. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, so I brought a sheet into the studio, and Lightning is a connoisseur of uh, all things that deaden noise, mm-hmm. uh, so that his can bellow out louder than everybody else. We're talking about audio, oh, not just uh, noise. Not just, not like, got it. Not got like bodily it. Oh, okay. noises or things like that, no. So <laughs> Lightning has been using sound deadening materials forever, and I was uh, perusing the, uh, the old interwebs mm-hmm. and was looking for some uh, sound deadening for my new 392, mm-hmm. and I came across this company, and I went... Wait a minute. How did I not know about these guys? Exactly. So what's amazing is they make, and this is what I think is game changer. The first thing that caught my eye is CNC cut direct fit noise reduction, you know, insulation panels 
four specific vehicles. So rather than cutting and wasting all the material, they have it all cut for you. And then when I start you know, reading more about it, I'm like, well, this isn't just your normal foil and tar-backed. No, this mm-hmm. is a three-layer. It includes foam. So I brought you a piece of material. They're okay, nice enough right. to send me some for the 392, and I wanted all you right, to see it. he's handing this over. Oh, First there's, some, there's some real weight to this, which I can appreciate here. And uh, you guys are still on the phone, right? <laughs> just lightning and home and waxing poetically. Okay. Uh, okay. So I have this big, it's a uh, three foot by four foot piece in my hand. So, here. so look on the back, and this says passenger middle floor panel. So they're actually marked. So not only are they CNC cut per the application, but they're marked for easy installation. And this allows you to basically, a no brainer of where these panels go and how to put it down. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I haven't seen that before where there, the puzzle pieces have already been cut for you. I just feel like that saves a lot of times and time and fingertips. Yeah, but the thing is, I love getting all of that tar under my fingernails and then spending the next two weeks <laughs> trying to dig it out with the little pick. And then I finally can't. So I just have to cut my fingernails oh, extra short. You meant like you yeah, just did in your part. TRX because yes. you just did that to the back and you look like you had your hands at the La Brea tar pits picking up bones and stuff. So that's the, exactly uh, what they look like. And it took me for a while because I have used all types. I've used the big sheets. Yep. I've used the small squares. I've used every brand on the market except for Soundskins, which I'm very excited because you guys would have saved me a lot of toil. So how did this all start, guys? Uh, Dennis, Miley, who wants to jump in? How, what's the genesis of Soundskins? I'll, I'll jump in really quick. Soundskins is actually a pretty young brand. We've been in the in the game for about six years. Um, we are not the original owner. We picked it up about four years ago. There was a couple years that um, they were trying to make their way to the U.S. It was started by a young man from Australia. I mean, really a sharp kid, a lot of vision, and um, they were just tired of using the the old type of uh, practices and uh, material that you find out there. They wanted something a little more installer based and a little more higher grade. Uh, so they were the ones that brought the three layer, what we call the triple layer to the game. And we came in at a time where they were just getting off the ground and uh, we were able to secure the U.S. rights after being the distributor um, and actually just in SoCal. We were able to secure the importation rights to the U.S. And from there, we basically proved ourselves. I mean, they just had one or two items. We picked up the ball and ran with that. We created the line that you see today. Um, you know, the pre-cut idea was just a notion. There was nothing concrete. We brought that as well to the game as well. We cut every sorry, we cut everything here locally. Um, I don't, uh, if you guys didn't see a lot of our videos, so everything we do for R and D, we just did Tesla this model uh, model three this past Thursday. Miley was on the scene. We did that at a place in San Diego. Uh, we really get our hands dirty, and uh, it's very hands on. So that's a little bit of background about us. We were able to. Um, by the the brand and the trademark worldwide, which we control now out of Southern California, uh, the young man from Australia uh, has moved on to greener pastures, and and here we are. Yep. When we started, it was just. Oh, a hold on, wait. They're, they're very excited. They're very excited for you guys. <laughs> well, because they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> uh, that's enough. Uh, well, well that's an abrupt end for the excitement level. Well, they, they, they express themselves, and then they're like, "No, no, keep on, keep going with the interview." Now, if you guys go to. You'll, you'll want to check out soundskinsglobal.com, uh, but if you go to the website, and I'm on it right now, this is sort of where I, I found and then got you know lost in all the applications that you have. For me, obviously excited about you know the Wranglers, but you've got Bronco, uh, you've got Subarus, you've got uh, Gladiators, 
Uh, you've got all sorts of trucks on here. I mean, if we're looking at... Uh, mm-hmm. No, wait, well, keep going. I know. Mm-hmm. Lightning's upset because you guys don't have Ram yet on there. But you do have the Fords, <laughs> the Tacoma, F-150s, Tundras, Raptors, Silver Autos, uh, Sierras, Heavy Duties, Light Duties. I mean, you've got a pretty Where, where's, good Where's mix. Ram on that list? Well, they uh, they found out that you bought one, and they uh-huh. went, they removed it from their site so oh, that you that wouldn't why? call them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was the reason. They were only going to send stuff to me and not you. So, sorry, Lightning, you're out. Mm. <laughs> That hurts more than you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, my man Lightning has a, a TRX, so uh, if and you... it's uh, it's got a Borla exhaust. It's loud <laughs> and it needs some damping inside. And um, so, what makes the Soundskins different than the other foam? All right, so you've got the butyl rubber uh, against aluminum backing. That's fairly popular all over the industry, right? And there's a million companies that you can private label it. Hell, we could probably have truck show podcast sound deadening material. There's a lot that do it. But we would never do that to no, you guys. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Because we're new friends. And But you guys have this three layer that I think is groundbreaking. That's that's the game changer right there. Well, but, and CNC cut. And CNC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Okay. So yes, two things that two are differentiators things. from what else is out there. Okay, fine. I want to know what makes the foam different because I have a box that's been sitting in my garage for about five years. I can't even remember what brand it is. And I was excited to apply this in the TRX. I opened the box. I pulled the carpet kit out of the truck. I was laid it down. I was covered in deteriorated foam. Millions and millions of particles of this uh, like off green like baby pea yellow uh, foam just came fluttering out in the wind and covered everything. Oh, it had just decomposed in, in the five years that I owned it. So I'm curious how you choose the foam, how you choose the butyl rubber, how you choose the aluminum and everything that goes into it. What sets the foam apart is we use a closed cell acoustic foam. And this foam, it it's waterproof. Um, so it doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold moisture. Um, it is fireproof. So if it does like catch into flames, it is self-extinguishing. Uh, so it's safe to use in the motor vehicles, and it can last for years. Uh, we do recommend that you re- install it within a couple of years of purchasing the product. Um, but once it's on, it will last, you know, it's weatherproof, disasterproof. And uh, what that foam does, what sets it apart, and why we have the triple-layer product is that foam will help to absorb the noise. It'll help absorb vibration. When you have just the uh, rubber butyl and the foil, that does help dampen vibrations, but the extra layer of foam helps to absorb that sound and isolate vibrations. So when you have two hard surfaces rattling against each other, that foam acts as sort of a cushion in between, not to mention helping with your audio system and helping absorb all those echoes and resonance that you get with all the metal panels that you get in your car. Well, what's interesting is you guys just announced within the last few days a mm-hmm. brand new application for your product, and I was checking that out, and it's SoundSkins for Home, and you guys did Wait, some what? videos online. It's the SoundSkins Home Kit, where there's different mm-hmm. sizes, and you put it on an HVAC unit, you put it on a washer and dryer, you put it on a garbage disposal, <gasps> and I was blown away. Garbage disposal's brilliant. With how quiet yeah. it is in your videos, and I was like, well, duh, why hasn't somebody done that sooner? But I th- think, uh, to your point about the, the foam, that's the mm-hmm. perfect, I guess, application where you can really see how that would make the difference. That product is just our SoundSkins Pro. It's the same product that you'll see in any of our Pro Series roles, but 
the thing is, we haven't reached out into other industries. You know, we've been in the car audio industry, but we've been reaching out and expanding over the past few years. We've been reaching into the van building industry lately. You guys are killing it in vans right now. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> the, the, the 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 hashtag van life market. Before they put up their walls <laughs> and their uh, and their you know coin flooring and all that. I've seen tons of uh, some posts on social where people are laying down the sound skins before they start doing their yeah. build out on their Overland van, and and it looks like, from what we can tell, a, a, a massive decrease in dBs. And in fact, I have measured the baseline on my 392, and I'll be doing the install this week, and I'm going to be able to see what that difference is between having it and not having it. And with that big old muffler under that rear trunk. I'm really excited about your trunk kit because that's going to cut out a lot of the kind of resonant noises coming up through the floor. I'm going to guess you're going to be down somewhere between <laughs> 5 and 7 dB. I, I hope. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's just this past week. We did one on a Mercedes Spinner van, and we did a test in one that had none, uh, no sound schemes at all, and it was, I believe, 68 decibels. And we did another test in one that had sound schemes all over the floors, walls, um, and the doors, and it was a 6 decibel difference. Which so that's ma- huge. Which makes sense. So, so typically, uh, in all my years of uh, testing vehicles at my day job, uh, we mm-hmm. would also do DBs. And so, your your typical truck today is probably you know uh, around like a Raptor sixty six decibels at around sixty five seventy something like that. Some of the quieter mm-hmm. vehicles, the Lexus or some of the higher end trucks, are maybe around sixty two to sixty three. And then a Jeep is anywhere from 72 to about mm-hmm. 75. So really, a six decibel drop that drops you into the 60s is massively noticeable on a vehicle like that because it, they are so loud to begin with. And decibels aren't necessarily linear, right? I mean, there's the yes. way decibels are recorded. It's not like every decibel drop is the same drop. It's more like exactly. a, a magnitude. Well, of, standing next to a jet engine is about 140, right? Yeah, something like that. And then he- hearing loss or, you know, the loudest you want to go at a concert or something like this, about 90 decibels. So on a soft top Jeep that is, you know, half doors, you're looking at 88, 85, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So any type of quiet that you can get. But I think on a, a hard top Jeep with the full, you know, sound insulation or deadening is pretty, would be pretty amazing. Well, think of it this way. So the average loudspeaker is at one watt, one meter away from you is around 96 dB. Just, just an average. Is that sound right, guys? So it has to overcome the first 60 dB of road noise. Right. And then it's only got 30 dB of headroom above that. Yeah, you can make them louder, but like what your goal should be is to suppress all of that road noise. So that your stereo isn't working as hard. You can have it much quieter. And and the sounds are cleaner. Absolutely. All the dynamic range. So very often. Because you give yourself more headroom, so it's not pumping. You don't have to have the volume as high, stressing out the amps and the speakers to provide that. And it's not getting distorted because you can run it at a lower you know, a lower uh, volume level. Yeah, well, you can't hear the quiet passages. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to jazz or yeah, classical or whatever, or anything strings, like that, yeah. it's all you're hearing are the, the loud peaks of the sound, right? You're not hearing all the quiet passages. And so this is, when I rolled into, you guys must know Gary at Define Concepts. I rolled into Gary's spot. So Gary is a guy that is the creme de la creme when it comes to, he owned, he, he hosts the, uh, Oh, what's the podcast? It's a, the good old-fashioned car audio podcast, along with some other guys that are all like A-level installers. And Gary is a guy that I can just hang out in a shop all day long and just watch him. Don't even say a word, although I do and I annoy him a lot. And then he but, kicks you out. Yeah, exactly. But I roll in and he has these tubes of sound skins lined up at his bay door. And I thought, okay, he knows something that I don't. That was the first thought. I'm like, I haven't seen this brand. This is last year. 
So I'm glad we're finally having you on here because what Holman doesn't know, and I'm springing it on him now, <laughs> Gavin, my oldest kid, has uh-huh. a Scion XB, the toaster oven, yep. like the, the square box. Yep. We did the front doors and the back doors in sound skins and oh. we and an all new audio system. When and did you it, do that? It, mm-hmm. About just less than a year ago. Did you, how, so what did you not know about or did you know about sound skins? How did you find them? I, I, I walked into Gary's shop. Oh, so I Gary, walked into, okay. so I found it about, a, I don't know when this was. This is, so he probably gave you over a year ago. Like the, I, the classic, uh, what, like stealth black or traditional silver in a tube that came in a round? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so this was not pre-cut because it was a Scion XP, right? It's a 05 or 06. And I didn't even know at that point that they made these laser-cut panels. So we just put it in, and I did the outer skin, which is the part that's closest to the paint of your door skin. The inside of your door skin, The basically. inside of the door skin. Yeah. And then we did the other panel, which is closest to the speaker. So we made it basically a sealed enclosure of each door panel. And I'm telling you, it doesn't sound like any XP you've heard. It's I believe it. It's just so good. And it really and that is a it is a tin freaking can that car. When you knock on the side of the door it's just like dong dong dong. As soon as we put the sound skins on. What about on, when you shut the door? Does it yeah. sound solid it, now? N- oh, oh dude. Cuz they were sound, so tinny. It sounds talk. like a Mercedes S-Class and I'm not even joking. It goes thump. I mean it's just solid. Me. Yeah. When I was doing research on you guys after I kind of reached out and went, "Hey, I I have a podcast and kind of curious about your product." And before we started talking, I'd gone to Crutchfield and which your product is available at, and as well as Amazon, just because I was curious. I'm like, I haven't heard about them. It sounds too good to be true. This triple layer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, let me see if I can find some reviews online. Across all of Amazon, the lowest rating of any of your products is a solid four and a half. And That's on, the lowest? And on <laughs> Crutchfield, it's all five stars. Um, there's uh, on the sound skins, uh, uh, Four-speaker sound editing kit, for example, 12 reviews, five stars. On the SoundSkin Pro, which is the rolled-up one, you know, uh, 27 reviews, five stars. And you look through everything, and the pricing is actually pretty reasonable for what you get because this is not an uh, inexpensive market to be in. And with what you guys have, you know, your differentiator between your competitors, I, I think price-wise, I'm all about where you guys are sitting, and I think it's a, it's a no-brainer, and hopefully – I'll be able to uh, do the podcast from the inside of the 392 while running next week. Oh, that'd be that'd have to be pretty <laughs> damn quiet. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> that that's that's See that's for sure. How did you guys when you launched this thing and you looked at the landscape of of guys that and if you're not into car audio, you know, like many of our audience are, are not, they're just truck owners. You wouldn't know that there are six or eight companies that do this already. Most of most companies or many companies that offer audio equipment also offer some of these sound editing material when you looked at it, you're like mm, it's crowded market or you're like wow these suck we can totally do a, we can we, we've got a better product so looking at it you're right this is the category that's that's not so exciting um when you come from a, a cardio background of, like i have i've been in this in this channel for about 24 years what we do a little different at SoundSkin is we try to make it an exciting experience and customer service is our number one priority you know for anyone who's dealt with us they can see it firsthand so when you look at, you know, some of our competitors, which, you know, I don't want to put any names out there, but, you know, their playbook hasn't changed. You know, you got 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, um, you know, maybe the ownership change, but not the playbook. So bringing it back to life is our is our motto, because we think the category had really fallen to the wayside. And when it comes to brick and mortar retail, accessories are the backbone of profitability. We're putting out a quality product at the right price. We have not raised our prices pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, 
um, through all that um, overseas uh, price gouging. We have stayed steady. We have stayed the same. We have not changed our retail program or our dealer program. Um, and all of our stuff is built in uh, marginally for everyone. So we do carry something for everyone at a price point because we do understand that there's needs to fit different scales, right? Some people might not be running 160 dB with four kicker subs in the back. Um, there's, there's folks that well, why, just need a, well, why a not? speaker kit. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> yeah, they should be. <laughs> Although I don't know if they should be running kicker. You guys don't have a relationship with kicker, do you? We do actually. We are. Oh, we are you uh, edit that out, Lightning. <laughs> way, way to uh, offend our guests. We guess. are able. We are actually their official uh, sound editor. Um, okay, I love Kick. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are actually their official sound editor. We we do have. We we actually talked to the owner, who's a really nice guy, and um, you know we we've definitely had some conversations with some folks, um, but nobody focuses on the category. Nobody focuses on the category. They don't bring out innovative stuff. Um, you know, since the, the, the three layer, we have not stopped. And the reason we actually are a little bit behind on the eight ball is because of COVID. Because that was really when we got our got a handle on our reins was right when COVID kicked off. Because that was really where we came into the to the hundred percent ownership position. And you know, unfortunately, um, uh, you look at like uh, I don't know if you guys got to see, but we were the first ones also who brought the pre cut kits. For Harley. I was just um, going to bring that up. That you guys, a lot of people don't know, they'll go on your website and they go, why does a motorcycle need sound deadening? But people don't realize that on the big Harley bikes, they have pretty good audio systems. And inside the saddlebags are speaker boxes. And they those saddlebags are a thin composite or fiberglass uh, plastic, plastic enclosure and they yeah. resonate and they move. Yeah, they'll they'll literally yep. breathe. They'll they'll you can see them. So you see them moving. Inhale well, and exhale. And then you have to add the exhaust being underneath them. That's also mm-hmm. resonating up and moving them as well. It just drowns out the speaker. So when I went on there, I was like, how cool is that? The, even the Harley guy has some opportunity to have better sound from their audio system on their bike. Yeah, 100%. And the if you if, if you look at the Harley stuff, a lot of those are aftermarket bags, CVO bags, stretch bags. And we also give you the extra material in there to use on the stretch bags, not as well as a CVO. But that cost is, you know, with, with the pandemic, unfortunately, that that kind of cost us a year in the making but um there's nothing else on the market like it it is it is truly um and, and I, we can't take all the credit that was actually a partnership with american hardback in sacramento who's just an ace when it comes to two what they call two-wheel audio so you know we didn't we aren't the experts at everything but we do find the expert when we do do it real quick those aftermarket bags are just really flim flam. They are. They really need a, uh, a foundation to keep them together. If you guys seen those, you know, pretty much everybody has a set of those aftermarket Harley bags with some type of setup if they got audio. And those bags, from the you know from the mold to the actual hardware that goes in, it is just it doesn't compete with the factory style ones. These ones really need something to to kind of back them up, so to speak, to give them a little bit of uh, foundation. Go ahead, Miles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, those Harleys are, and even car doors, they're not made to be good speaker enclosures, but with that material, you know, it really helps. It makes it a whole new system. But to go back to your original question, uh, I was just going to say that our goal really is to bring uh, the sound deadening into new markets. You know, anyone can use sound deadener, you know, with their home kit or with their motorcycle or with their car. It can be applicable to so many different uses, but people just don't know it. And our goal is to make it accessible to anyone, to make it easy for anyone, and to make the content to 
help people because sometimes it can be intimidating to be able to help people to see how they can use the product to improve their lives. Basically. Well, well one, one thing that you guys have done is, so with the kit that I got, it came with the roller that mm-hmm. you offer, which is huge when trying to apply. Any, <laughs> I need to borrow that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to borrow that. <laughs> so it's funny. The, the day, can you send one over, please? The day I after, I think, uh, Lightning installed that other stuff in his TRX, he was bitching and moaning about he didn't have a roller. And I sent him a picture of my green roller and the uh, sound scans. I'm like, oh, look what I got today. He's like, I could have used that yesterday. I'm so, like, so sorry, too late. Let me paint this picture. Let me paint this picture. So I get the TRX and I install a, a JL stealth box in the back. Before I put it in, you know, I put it in, I get it all fit where I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I've got all the wiring, all the right lengths and whatnot. I pull the box out because I just sit in there for fitment. I decide, all right, I'm going to put in sound deadening material along the back wall. It's got a vent that I can't do anything about, so the truck breathes, so you can actually close the doors and you don't pop your eardrums. But So it's got a vent you can't do anything about. Then it's got a, a factory speaker behind the, 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 the passenger. Don't forget, like, it also has a lot of deteriorating uh, foam from that old stuff you put in there. <laughs> it did have that, by the way. It did It did have that. That was There's nothing I could do about that. I couldn't. I tried to vacuum it out. It was just You could have waited a week. I probably could have introduced you to my new friends at Soundskins. Yes. I had no idea at that point. So check this out. Out. I don't want to pull the front seats out, and I didn't want to pull the center console out. Lazy. So, so, no. Well, I was going to. I just didn't have time then. Right. You came over when I was like, oh, the sun. The sun was going the down. The sun was going down. <laughs> so here's me, and I need to have sound deadening because the next day, Sunday, I'm going to spend all day wiring and installing. So whatever sound deadening is going in, it's going in right now. So here's my wife with a broomstick. Propped under the the carpet, prying it up, and here's my hat, my my top half of my body, all the way under the the carpet kit because I can't get it all the way up enough. It's stuck down in a couple of places because it's been pinned down that I can't release. So I'm in Honey, there. Honey, just a couple more inches. No, so I'm I'm under the carpet. It looks like my truck is eating me. And I'm putting this stuff down, and I do not have a roller, so I, I, I'm doing it by hand the best I can, but now my fingers are raw. So I go and I get a hammer, and a hammer has the, on the, the side you're pounding nails with, I get a, like a finishing hammer, which has a rounded edge, uh-huh. and now I'm using that rounded edge of the finishing hammer to, to go back and uh-huh. forth and back and forth and back and forth. As I press it down- I just laughed because I had a roller for you. All you had to do was I call. I had no idea. And so I'm sweating balls, and I, it's hot, and I'm miserable, <laughs> and I have all the dust from the last foam that deteriorated all over me, and my shorts are hanging halfway around my butt, and my wife's propping it up with a, with a, a giant stick. It was miserable. And if I had sound skins, I would have went slap, 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 done. Nope, nope. Slap, slap, roll. Yeah, slap, slap, roll, oh, done. Yeah, done. And it's stuck. <laughs> and I, you guys take my warning and buy sound skins and save yourself the blood. I don't know if there's blood involved. That sounds aggressive, but. <laughs> I was bleeding. I'm not even joking. I mean, that's my, kind of funny. It's awful. I'm not but, but I will say this. I used regular butyl rubber standard back stuff right i had to get it from a buddy who freaking bought it on amazon and it wasn't sound skins and it it worked i'm doing air quotes right now it worked it kept some rattle down but it didn't have the effect that i wanted but but imagine having the foam so i I brought the piece of you know sound skins right here on the Mm -hmm. floor Mm -hmm. and the first thing you touch is you realize that that foam is really soft, rubbery, and compliant. It doesn't feel like some of those cheaper foams. It's not like our acoustic tiles in the studio. Would you agree that it feels like wetsuit material? It almost feels like neoprene, yeah. <laughs> no, it's but thinner. So when you the second you, you – now, 
these things come in a box and they're all stacked and inside the box and there's like a piece of paper separating each of the pre-cut panels. And when you reach into the box and you pull it out, the first thing you think of is, A, it's heavy, and B, wow, this material feels really good on my fingers. It doesn't, it's not like that I'm not familiar up. with that feeling. Well, oh, no, you are. <laughs> I, I am now, but I'm yeah, exactly. So I, I'm excited about it. I, again, I think for the average you know, consumer, especially the truck guy, the fact that it is CNC cut, and you guys do that right here in California as well, right? Yes, right here, right here in Corona. So, okay. So just down the freeway from us, they get this material in and they CNC cut it. And so when you're out there, when you're lightning and you have your interior pulled out, there's no guesswork as to what to do. You just lay it, you peel the backing off, you lay it down. It's got pre-cut holes for things like bolts and other things that might be on the floor. You align it with those and you just go to town. And the great thing about Soundskins is because they're so about the DIY, there's some great YouTube videos on there and you can buy the tools directly from them when you buy the kit and have the roller ready. And uh, so far, really excited about the product, guys. Dennis, two questions for you. First, I want to know your background in 12 volt because that's what you call it when you're the insider. It's 12 uh-huh. volt. And then um, s- second thing is, um, how do I, as a customer, so I've got a, uh, I got an 81 Chevy Silverado, C10, whatever they were called in 81. So how do I know, I've got a score, but how do, how do I know where I should put these, how much, et cetera? Okay, so first part, my background is 20-some-odd years ago, I was a young man, and, and I got into the car, the typical car audio business as a teenager, like we all do in high school, fooling around, hooking up stereos and whatnot, guys I went to high school with. Um, from there, I, there was a chain in San Diego where I'm from um, at 18 where I went to be an installer for some years. And then I realized how easy it was to make money as a salesman. So I then switched to big box retail, um, the same company, and went to be a floor salesman and did that for some years. And then I became, um, I got my break as a rep and I was the Infinity Harmon rep. So, De- so wait, Dennis, five years. I worked for Ken and Sven at Car Fidelity for three years. A car hi-fi on Lakersham, huh? Uh, so that I worked, I didn't work at that one. I worked at the one off the 55 freeway in Costa Mesa and on uh, Catella in Orange. That one was short-lived, but dude, yeah, those guys had I think like at most 15 stores at one point. Yeah, but who worked oh, for yeah. Crazy Gideon? Uh, no one, only Gideon. <laughs> only stack of crazy. So crazy. Yeah, he didn't know. You have to be was, in Southern California. He to know was, that he was in a car. Yeah, that was Palmas. That, that was right definitely there. California Palmas yeah. right there. You're taking it back with Crazy Gideon now, dude. Right? You know. So, so people who are listening are like, "What is this?" There was this crazy older dude called Crazy Gideon, and he would have like the, K, the our local TV station, and he would have Saturday morning like. Uh, you know, um, commercials, and it was him standing in front of like boxes of audio equipment. He'd be like, the prices are so low, it's crazy, Gideon. And he'd like smash things and throw things behind him. And you can't, you could not have grown up being our age in Southern California and not know Crazy Gideon and his crazy commercials. And it was downtown LA. Downtown like, LA, yeah. yeah. I'm crazy. And if you don't buy for me, you're crazy. Call the police. Why pay more? We can get the VCR for $49 because I'm crazy. <laughs> So then you moved on, you uh, you went into sales, and then, um, so I guess we wrap up that part of the story, and I'm dying to know how, how a guy with this square body d- determines how much and where, how many layers, all these questions. So with ours, we have a two-in-one product, so it's just one layer, unless you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to build something heavy-duty like, uh, again, 160 dB, something like that, and then we put a layer of classic and then a, a layer of pro. 
Um, and that's really a lot. Um, we have a guy with two 15-inch Surum Vegas who's an Allen Ed store in Escondido, and he has one layer in his Scion. He's got the the last body style of the Scion. And, man, you can't stop pressure, but this guy doesn't have a rattle. You ought to hear this thing. He's got four 412s or 415s. It's on it's on our website, I think. Miley did some commercial work in that, in that store um, last year. Super impressive because, of the, you know, you can't stop, obviously, 415s from pressure, but you can stop. You don't want vibration. You don't want rattle. It's incredible how low it gets and how tight that bass sounds with one layer. I mean, he's got a lot of flex in the roof. Typically, what you want to do is expose metal because that's where generally you're going to get a rattle, especially in an older vehicle. And you, it's not acoustically sound, right? Like you guys are sitting in the studio, you know that drywall is not going to work for a studio. You have acoustic foam in there. So same thing. I would do a single layer, but on a is it, and it's a standard cab, I assume. Sure. Yes. Generally, more is better, right? So when you're when you're detrimming something like that and you're you're putting together a whole slot, especially in an older vehicle, you got heavy duty metal. Um, you know, the gauge is a lot thicker than a car from today than your TRX, um, which is built pretty modular. You want to get as much coverage as you can. Obviously, the floor, back, that rear wall, doors is the key. Now, I on a vehicle like that, it depends because some of them have a headliner, some of them don't. So if you're if you're going to put a headliner, it's it would be nice to go with that material on the roof as well. Um, some people don't have a headliner, so it's just exposed metal, and maybe they have a mural, maybe they just have finished paint. Then you know they probably want to leave it uncovered. But definitely everything beneath you, from your from your uh, window seals down, you want to have covered. You want to isolate that so that where you know where it's coming from, or you're blocking it out, especially on the on the tranny tunnel, because usually in the older cars you're going to get a lot of um, wind noise because of the seals, and you're going to get a lot of tunnel noise down there on the floor coming down from the firewall. When can the uh, the, the Ram guy, like uh, my man Lightning, expect uh, some SoundSkin skew coverage? So, the, I wanna, yeah, we, we get that literally almost every week. We, we ask why we don't do Dodge Ram. So Dodge is a tricky one because of the engineering. So if you've worked on your – if you've taken the door panel off your TRX or a Challenger or anything like yep. that, and you'll see it once you take it off the Jeep – it is actually a plastic insert from what I believe is 2012 and up. It's got just a plastic insert in there, which so there is no inner skin, as we call it. And you, you were talking a second ago about outer skin. Sure. The inner skin is just a huge plastic insert with a lot of rigid edges. And all the cabling goes through there. It makes it very, very difficult. And I'll tell you, like the Jeep, I mean, there's a lot of um, work to be done when it, when you look at... Oh, you, uh, you said that the that. Jeep was one of your most complex installs. And it's funny because... I had it wrapped by uh, Expel on the outside, and they also said it was one of the most difficult installs. And it's <laughs> hilarious that the vehicle you think is the most simple vehicle out there is like the hardest thing to put protective coatings and layer anything on because of how the cables are and the routing and what the factory does. It's kind of mind blowing. Oh yeah, we get and we get on that on the Jeep. You know that was our first one. I mean that was going down. Parent, we had Jeep JK and JL. That was literally our first kid ever did we ever did on the scene, um, you know, camera crew, the whole nine tearing these things down, not even know what we're going to get into before, so we can run the scan tool in there. And sure enough, I mean, it was it was some work. I mean, we learned some lessons because as audio guys, we've never taken door panels off of a Jeep typically because it's always been a sound bar, right? It's always been above right. your head, right? Yeah, there's no the speakers in the door. They're they're on the sound bar or on the dash, and when you pull yeah, off a door I mean, panel from like a JL, there's nothing there. No, no, no. 
No, it's incredibly complex. You would think that because the windows switches are on the dash, mm-hmm. there'd be less wiring going to the door and less going on. But no, on the newer Jeeps, you have proximity sensor in the door handles. You have the door locks. You have the wiring for the window regulator. Mm. You have the window regulator itself. And when you pull off the outer door panel, the one that you touch while you're in there, there's a couple cables that you have to disconnect, which lights, is no big deal. Lights and such. Uh, and you also have to do the cables that run. For, those cables are for the you know for the switches and stuff. Then you have to do the cables that go from the outside handle to the inside handle. Yep. Once you pull off that door panel, the interior door card is a molded piece of plastic that has a, a moisture barrier insulation gasket on the backside and you have to pull out the door striker and some other things in order to remove the door card because it won't come out it it looks like it will you un, you unscrew everything but then we go to pop it there's like three things that won't allow it to come out and you realize i have to undo this this and that and you go this is one of the most complex and there's no speaker in there that's just a regular full you know full door from a wrangler it's a lot of work so there's no way to get to that outer door skin then I mean, no, no, there is, you, but but you have to undo the window. You have to put the regulator uh, up, wedge the window, move the regulator channel out of the way, mm-hmm. and then get inside there to do the the inside of the door. And if you look at Soundskins, it's a multi piece because you have the door intrusion beams. Mm-hmm. You have the top half of so, these so you can get around those beams, right? So the, you put one on the beam instead of under it, and then there's halves on either side of that. But it's not like you just pop the door panel and you have a hole in the door. It's really involved. And I the have. factory actually has some asphalt sheeting that they put on the inside of the door for sound dampening. It's painted with the with the vehicle, and you would just put the sound skins over it. So it's it's not a, for the faint of heart. <laughs> he pretty much hit the nail on the head right there. He definitely saw our install video. Yeah. And, oh, I've, uh, been stu- I've been studying it, and I also had a uh, funny story. I had uh, a door, my proximity sensor on my driver's door didn't work. And so I pulled everything apart, and I got to the door card. And, and the actually, new one? And the 392? Yeah, yeah, and I actually looked at the uh, at Soundskin's video, because I'm like, wait a minute. Well, they've got a video that'll help me figure out where I'm going with this thing, right? And so I dug into the door to make sure that all the connections from the Expel install, that they had reconnected everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, so the funny thing about how simple, it, this is the most complicated part of the door panel. The most simple thing is you open the door, you take out one screw, and you pop out the end of the door handle, and the rest of the door handle just pops out. I think right? a lot of them are like that. So mine was missing the magnet from the factory inside the end cap, and that's what was keeping it from going off. So oh. I took it to the dealer. He goes, oh, we've seen this before. Here, replaced it. No big deal. But the process of me trying to fix it before I realized that the end cap was missing the magnet for the process Sucked. was trying to figure out yeah. how to get in there. And I actually went to the Soundskins resources to go, okay, they've gotten in the door. <laughs> I'm going to get in the door. And I went, this is going to be a lot of work. So what's the uh, the next application or product? I know you guys have talked about other categories like home. Is there anything else that you're kind of eyeing right now that we can look t- forward to in 2023? We have the uh, we have some pretty cool stuff coming out. We have some items that will be we have some foam tape that's going to be really cool that's coming out. We have the foam, the wavy foam by itself, which is like the foam in your guys' studio right now that looks like egg crate, but probably like way better. Example. Uh, that'll be foam by itself, just purely acoustic, which will be nice. It'll be lightweight. You can do it in the headliner. You can do it between the door panels. You can do it between that rear, that annoying rear deck lid that, that oh, yeah. gets put back on, and it has a gap between that and the metal. So not only did you dampen the metal, but you need something to kind of uh, hold that space in its integrity. Um, a second ago, you said something key um, about back wave, and that it was 100% correct about putting on outer skin first because speakers only play at 20 to 30% max in their factory location because they're losing their performance to the back wave, as we call it. 
So you want to drive that force forward, and we want to make a tunnel. So with us, it's three stages. Outer skin, classic, inner skin pro, and we have a sound ring that goes over that. So it encapsulates the speaker all the way into the grill, and it's firing all of its capability right into the cab. So, I saw those, your sound skin rings, that V3. That looked very interesting. Go a little more into depth. Explain how you use those. It is a, um, a piece that we brought about three years ago. There was some other stuff out there, fast rings and whatnot, that are pre-cut um, to the diameter of an exact speaker. Let's just say six and a half, for instance, or six by nine. We brought in a piece with a beveled edge that can go all the way down to a tweeter size. And what you're looking at, the sound ring is one inch thick. It's got um, like six strips in the box and it has a wave breaker. So it takes that wavy foam that you just speak of and you put it right, but if you, whether you did your outer skin or not, you need that foam right behind the magnet that goes um, adjacent. So it'll catch that wave and push it forward. And now you have the wave coming through. And generally when you put the door panel on, there's a gap between the face of the speaker and the grill. We want to close that gap. We don't want to lose it. In, we don't want to lose more of our sound in between the panel and the door skin. So we want to force that through the grill and get a tunnel going and push all of our sound waves into the cab for optimum performance. So, I mean, even a $20 speaker will sound like a very expensive speaker when it's got the right setup. And I'll tell you, I did my, I used to drive to the office of Honda Accord Sport 2020, tin can that I've ever driven. I mean, I never <laughs> thought I drive a car that, I mean, the Bluetooth, I could barely hear the speaker, the people talking to the speakers. And Honda is notorious for having no bass in any of their audio systems for the factory. Oh, it was, it was like, wow. So All trouble. Yeah, and that's where, and you guys asked, how do we come to market with certain things like the Jeep? So when we went to market, the number one, and number, the, actually the number one equally for factory noise, Jeep and Subaru WRX. Oh, I believe so it. I'm, Subarus I mean, have no insulation and they are loud. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not super familiar with WRXs. And right on their homepage, it's you've got several WRXs on there. That's interesting. How did you find that out or just your background working in, in car audio? Yeah, so we we actually we worked with some of our, our, our other, obviously, uh, relationships like App of America, Metra, these folks that do, um, obviously, through our experience as well. But with our other uh, friends and colleagues, partners in this in this venture, we've been able to get that data. Um, like, let's say, the new body style 2010 and up Camaro, you know, notorious for road noise, especially with the wheelbase, the, the, the staggered fit. It has incredible. Anybody who's driven one knows it's got the worst road noise, and I used to have one. So Jeep is notorious. I mean, even on factory Bluetooth, it's bad. I mean, if if the radio goes to forty, it's like on number thirty-seven just to hear your Bluetooth, right? Then you throw out the set of thirty-sevens on there on a factory setup, and it it just goes out the window. Subaru generally, you have a downpipe, you have an aftermarket exhaust, you have maybe a, on a turbo upgrade, and it's got really thin door cards. So that's also um, usually people are doing a, a lot of motor upgrades, but factory, I've driven one personally. And again, barely can you hear on the Bluetooth, you know, when you're at a factory, just a, a 65 on the freeway capacity. And, um, you know, we saw that, that need. So we went with vehicles that have the higher noise floor first. And of course, you know, with our data showed that obviously crew cab trucks were, were a, a very big category as well. And we, we got a lot of feedback from, from our partners like Crutchfield. They, they have a lot of um, bandwidth when it comes to being able to get data like that. So we're able to kind of um, dial it in, but we don't have a crystal ball. So, I mean, not, not everything's an exact science. We, we just do as many of the channels as we can to kind of calculate, okay, 
because you know some of them are are a bigger category than others. Are, know, are the Jeep and the Subaru your best sellers? Subaru is the number one WRX hands down. Wow, and then it goes, F, then it goes F, F150. F150, yes. Oh, so that, that's interesting because uh, F150, and they've gotten better, and it dep- depends on the model, but when they went to the aluminum bodies, I don't think the resonance is the same as the steel bodies. And so there's certain noises you wouldn't pick out before that you could pick out. I remember we had a uh, Super Cab 2017 Raptor, and Ford had no sound deadening on the rear panel. So when it would rain... You'd be behind the rear seats? Behind the rear seats. So when it would rain and the water would channel down, you could hear it going through the C-pillars while it was raining. You could hear the water draining behind your ear. And it was like, what the hell is that? A brand new truck and I can hear a river running. And it took me a while. I had somebody driving around. I realized it's inside where the window, where the glass is. It's Mm -hmm. draining out from the rain gutters and down there. And you can hear it. So they have a tube that's running through I don't know if it's a tube or a channel or something, but there's water being diverted downward and, you know, out of the body. But you can hear it while you're driving. And it's the most disconcerting sound that you're like, I shouldn't, like, why am I hearing a river behind me? Well, that's so weird. I wonder how many people, Miley, Dennis, like, how many people own trucks and cars that just live with noise and don't realize there's something they can actually do about it? Another great example, I feel like I'm Mr. Cyan all of a sudden, but my other kid's got a Cyan. He's got a TC, a 2016 TC. And you're talking about the the, the Subaru WRX, and that car is so freaking loud inside. And so I went to Sandy at OEM Audio Plus. He did an all new so- sound system in it, and it sounds awesome. Except, but, but the, except the, the noise the floor car is so loud. freaking loud. Yeah. Now part of it, he's got cheap Chinese tires. They came with a car. I'm going to replace. But holy mackerel! Yeah, like, but those cars anyway already have the problem of the, the unibody is is fairly thin because they want to be lightweight for efficiency. And then they also, because of McPherson strut-style suspension... It transfers a, the, all into well, the Well, I would say there's a lot of um, expansion joint slap or, or road slap from where they, where they put the tar between the expansion joints, and you'll hear that tire whack, 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 but well, then I'm you not feel that. it come this, up. This is just the, ambient audio. I feel like I have tinnitus. It's just... No, you, you also rawr, have tinnitus. I do have tinnitus. <laughs> but it's just... Rawr, it's just it, I, mean, I feel like I've got Mickey Thompson off-road like mudders or something on the Scion. Go, let's go back to that, F, that F-150. Do you, uh, what do you guys offer for that application? All of our trucks are standard. It's all for crew cab, full crew. Um, we don't do anything else with standard or, or access cab. It's all for full crew cabs. And they're, they're four-piece panels. We don't do completes except for a few models like the Jeep. The, the trucks are actually quite a bit different. It comes through those doors is where a ton of that noise comes from. So for a very reasonable price and a very easy do-it-yourself, you know, half-a-day install, maybe even a day, um, you can do this on a Saturday. 329 by the way. Three twenty nine yep. for a CNC cut four-door uh, template kit. And... That's for all the trucks that we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, the Chevy, Silverado, uh, the Raptor, the uh, F-150. And then the again, if I've got, a, I've got that square body that we talked about, in that case, I'm just buying the non-cut panels, right? I'm yeah, just you buy buying the, the roll. The rolls, okay. And, and you can still, so that's the other thing. If you have an older vehicle that they don't have an application, you can still use their product because they give it to you in bulk. You can still buy it in the rolls and cut it to yourself. So 
You can still do that if you want to. But again, the key for me was the idea that for a new vehicle, having that saves so much time to be able to just go, oh, it's the puzzle. I'm, I'm looking at the backing. The backing right here next to me says, you know, uh, passenger model, floor panel. Oh, it's it, marked? Yeah. It's, yeah. Look. Let me right, see that side. Right there. Sure enough. There it is. Passenger In middle floor panel. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I know exactly we, where we it goes. We did a lot of alterations to those kits in three years. We learned a lot. Oh, I, I bet. But uh, I was I laid it out. I pulled a bunch of them out to lay them on the floor to kind of get you know a, a lay of the land, if you will, to say, okay, how many how many pieces do I have? What do I need to be focusing on? Where am I going to start? And I was like, I have a complete Jeep interior on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you only do completes for a couple of vehicles? Is that uh, is it cost or what's the reason there? So some of them um, like the Jeep. So what we find is. Um, the Jeep was our first one. It was a complete kit process. Um, we've we've made some alterations um, over the course of the past three years. We we definitely learned a lot. Um, even the way we cut the kits, we pack them and label them. Obviously, you know how much work it is for us to get uh, an installation video for every single one that we do because it's it's actually on site right here. And it does take some time to put that together, but looking at what the car can tolerate, the the marketplace price per square foot, um, someone being able to do it on their own versus perceptual installation. The change to go back to your guys' question, you asked why the the Jeep actually doesn't sell as much as you would think, and the, the truth of it is because of the labor intensity part of it. You know, it's it's very difficult to. Do it on a Saturday by yourself. I mean, we've had um, a lot of feedback on that, um, even with the videos and stuff. I mean, the the floor in the Jeep super easy, super simple. It's it's cut and dry. You you know, you pull the chairs, you pull the carpet, you 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 run the vacuum across it, wipe it down, lay them, lay the pieces down. The doors are extremely difficult. Um, we just did the Bronco not too long ago, um, and that was basically the opposite. The doors were simple, and the floor was extremely difficult so we've we've started running those options for doors only floor only going forward so those were our initial first cars and they were the most noisy so we haven't gotten into um, we actually have one coming out we shot this past thursday which was the tesla model 3 those things are boomy. I had one pick me up as an Uber. I had, and I was like, "Oh my god, why?" I I get people like the performance and that they're quote unquote quiet, but them being quiet from the drivetrain doesn't make the body quiet at all, and they're really annoying. My buddy driving. Mark, we went to a concert the other night in a three, <laughs> and I couldn't believe how noisy it was. Oh, it's horrible. It was. It could have been noisier than my kid's car. I it was freaking it. loud. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, looking at what we know now, I mean, we tore one down. You guys will get to see some of that here pretty quick for footage and and some and the stuff we're going to debut. We're going to get out there. We got some teaser ads running right now. Um, actually, no one knew that till now. But the Model Three, and again, you know, we only know so much. I mean, I haven't been in the field, you know, for years actually tearing cars down until now. And when you look at from my day, from you know, busting out Viper alarms on Honda Civics to Tearing these Tesla down, we never detrimmed another car in all of our catalog like we did this past Thursday. Wow. I had two very experienced people, the gentleman who owned the Tesla, who's also a fabricator, installer, and a motorcycle expert um, for audio, was his own vehicle, and two guys detrimming, and we it's going to use as much material. It almost took more than a roll. So we cut the Jeep out of one of those shop rolls that we show, the Pro Plus. Yeah. That's 64 and a half square feet. I mean, that is a lot of material. The the Tesla was almost our first one that ran over um, oh. one roll. It, that thing is, 
it's it's very modular. I mean, detrimming it was was actually fairly easy. We don't do the doors because the doors are very tricky on the Tesla, and they have a plastic insert as well. So we didn't. We we're only running the floor because, like, the front floor is notorious. Because, and then you you run across the back where the gas tank typically would, and that's where the actual motor is. So it produces heat. So in between there, you got a ton of resonant frequency. Depending on if someone has wheels on this car or they've lowered it like this gentleman had. Oh my goodness. Like it was I told him, How do you how do how do you drive like long distance like this? He goes, Well, it's not gonna be like that once we, we put the whole kit in. <laughs> well, it's amazing <laughs> how how sound dampening or deadening can affect the perceived quality of any vehicle. When you get in and 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 the air is still in the vehicle, it's better long tri- trips. It's less fatiguing. It's more enjoyable. You can listen to your stereo better. It's kind of sucks because it's one of those things that you don't see after you install it. And it's kind of like you know, I got a new carbon fiber drive shaft, or I got new brakes, but I have a wheel that doesn't show them off. It's it's a part that's hidden that adds so much enjoyment to. A vehicle, but you don't understand it until you've experienced in something. And once you have it, you can't live without it. No, you you'll you'll be going after it. And, and going just real quick, just so uh, full circle back to the Jeep. Thirty five pounds of product goes into that. Thirteen pieces, four and a half millimeters thick. The material is one point five millimeters of butyl and three millimeters of the acoustic foam. And it's about sixty square feet. So people are kind of curious how much material, how thick it is. All that there's all that in for for the uh, for the Wrangler. Can I, uh, Dennis? Can I go over the crappy material that I've already laid down? That because uh, you want this three layer stuff, don't you? I, honestly, I do. <laughs> I, I'm 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 dying for it. I can still hear stuff through the <laughs> through the floor. It's driving me nuts. I, I love it. I love it that you got the TRX. When gas at its highest price, we don't we don't bat an eye. We go get the TRX. <laughs> no, no, I didn't care. I didn't care. <laughs> hey, you know what sucks for you, lighting? What's that? Is normally I would do uh, an install of this stuff, and I'd have a roll, mm-hmm. and I'd give you what's left over of my roll. Which you're not going to have. But I'm not because over. it's all pre-cut. <laughs> I'm going to use all of it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> That's not true. It's not using – there still is a giant square, and you're going to have corners, I can see right there around the uh, around the, the edges. But uh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll, I'll smooth talk my man Dennis and uh, and, and Miley. <laughs> well, really, really excited for you guys. I mean, it's a like we started off. It's a it's a great entrepreneurial endeavor. You're doing something that's near and dear to my heart. This is lightning, like I said, as a as a car audio guy. And something and, different than and, and most people in the same most, segment, right? Most people are not doing this exactly. I mean, it it's one of those things where you've revolutionized something that better we, mousetrap. We, we didn't know that could be revolutionized. And if you guys want to find out more, uh, go to their YouTube channel because there's a ton of videos on there uh, before, after, install, using the material, using the material novel way, showing the um, the rings, how they get used with uh, with speakers and audio, showing what the material looks like uh, you know, after it's installed or what the classic uh, looks like, the rolls. That's at YouTube at Soundskins with an S. And then if you want to check them out on social, it's at Soundskins Global or on Instagram or Facebook, also at Soundskins Global. And then you guys can go to soundskinsglobal.com. They've got a really comprehensive uh, website that has a lot of great information. You guys have done a good job of laying out what the material is, how it works. And then you guys have done something kind of novel too is uh, as you're 
clicking through, if you want to purchase something, it'll suggest some other products that go with it. So for the Wrangler, you can do just the trunk kit if you want, but it also suggests the the full kit if you want to do the entire inside. And it'll suggest, you know, the uh, the roller tool and some of those mm-hmm. things that Lightning really wants. Now, does it offer me dignity as I... Uh, <laughs> no, you cannot. Roll, you, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> you can't buy that from a website. You can lose it on a website, uh, yes. but you can't buy it on a website. <laughs> oh, guys, well, congrats. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for a little while. Thank yeah, you so much. You really appreciate you guys us. having us on. Yeah, awesome. this uh, this won't be the last time. We, we will find some novel ways to uh, to use your product in the future, and uh, we'll we'll be talking about it after uh, after I get my decibel meter. But we have to build a new studio. Maybe we should just line the walls with sound skins. So no one knows that yet. Are we breaking the news here? No, we'll save that. We'll save it. We'll save. No, that. no, we'll, we'll save it. We, we are. We, we are, have a few weeks. We're too. going to erect a new studio. So there may be some uh, interesting ways we can use that. Oh, like our our, our booms, our, our mic booms. Uh huh. Oh, there's some. No, interesting... there's, some, there's ways. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hmm. stay we'll stay close to you guys. How about that? Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Let us know how that goes, for sure. We're here okay. to help. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Holman, you know what time it is? Well, since we haven't been in the studio for uh, weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks, it's probably time for some news. It is. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, man, why am I alone doing because this? Because when I went to do it, my head cold took over, and uh-huh. I'm like, I don't think I can exhale without coughing or something. Try it just once. Uh, you can go solo. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a no. Your face has turned red instantly. Negative Ghost Rider wow. on me being able to partake in uh, in that today. Ah. Hmm. Sorry. Okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Mm-mm. Nope, haven't heard. Uh, all right, so the uh, Raptor R uh, EPA numbers have been posted on fueleconomy.gov, uh-huh. and it gets a 10, 15, 12 rating, which is city highway combined. <laughs> now, that's wow. pretty much the same as the uh, TRX, so no hate here, yeah. which is a 10, 14, 12. Oof. Yeah. Dude, that was painful. Yes, yes it is. 10, 15, 12, 10, 14, 12. I know the Motor Trend uh, long-termer averaged 10.8 over 27,000 miles. Yeah. How's that fuel bill? It stings. It cost me $170 to fill up oh, I can the beat TRX. That. The uh, Raptor, regular Raptor they have right now, 210 mm-hmm. the other day. <gasps> yeah. Why? How big is the tank? 36. Oh, yeah, it's bigger. Uh, and that's right at 15, 18, 16, and it still hurts because yeah. I have not seen 18 on that truck. Oh, wow. Huh. And that's on the 35. The uh, 37 performance model gets dinged two miles per gallon on the highway, oh. and one, uh, and it's 15, 16, 15. Hey, crap. You know what I did not bring up, dude? What? I put on the HREFT1 wheels. I got some 20-inch wheels on this bad boy. And the Toyo Open Country RT trails are on the mother effing T-Rex! Okay. I'm stoked. Have you rubbed yet? Not rubbed because Why? I have Eibach springs on my truck. Uh, I have Eibach right, springs on this my truck. This is not Lightning's <laughs> news, okay? <laughs> By the way, Instagram Reels, 90 seconds, that's it. Yeah? It's complete bulk crap. Yeah, I know. Why? Why? Like, you just figured that out? Yeah, no, it used to be able to do longer. You could do the Instagram TV and all that. You can't do anything longer yeah, than IG, 90. IGTV is gone. Done. You know Why? 
TikTok. You live in a TikTok world. Well, TikTok's full of uh, Chinese communists and things well, like that. Well, I'm sorry. That's what everyone's competing with. They want long, uh, short form. No, but how do you do... I tried to do a walk-around video the other day, and I had YouTube. to... YouTube. I had to speed it up. YouTube. I had to speed it up. YouTube. Well, I may have to actually do something All on All of YouTube our listeners channel. watch YouTube, and only a very small portion are on TikTok. The ones I'm that, not on TikTok. It will not be on TikTok. It's communists. If the peop, the, our listeners that are over like 40 and on TikTok, they're not going to tell no, us No, I'm on not. TikTok. Why are we talking about TikTok? Because it's the future? No, it's not the future. It's the future if you want the invasion <laughs> to be at your house and know where your kids are. No. Okay. No, I'm living in the past. I, listen, I'm no, I'm living in the moment on Instagram. If I was living in the past, I'd be on YouTube. The YouTube is not the past, my friend. I'm telling you, it's not the past. Anyways, it's well, television of today. Uh, maybe in your household. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! Negative. The uh, new Hurricane uh, Straight Six. Uh, av- 14 miles per gallon. Available as the Hurry Crate, crate engine. Uh, apparently. Um, like Hurricane? Right. Hurricrate. Uh, right. At SEMA, apparently, uh, the old Mopar folks. Yep. Decided to release it as the Hurricrate with the next gen drag pack with a target horsepower of the mid 1000s. Yeah. Aluminum race block in her head, full race derivative, turbo, power cell, bottom end upgrades. That sounds freaking awesome. So I have video of one Mr. Gail Banks standing near and hovering around and inspecting that engine for almost 45 minutes. To impress that man is hard. Yeah, no kidding. And that engine did it. That engine, we just uh, got back from four-wheeler of the year, and we tested that engine uh, in the Wagoneer. The, so last, the one that I was driving was the high-output one, right? That was the one I did Route 66 on, and that was um, 510 horsepower. This was, I think, 470, 475, something like that, in the lower output. Okay. Dude, that thing scoots. Check. Okay, check this out. This is just for our, our truck guys who like acceleration numbers. Are you going to play some uh, pot, uh, some audio? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm going I'm to read some stuff for, that might be surprising to okay. uh, to folks. All right, all right. So Chevy Silverado ZR2 with the six two uh-huh. ran zero to sixty in six point three six seconds, quarter mile in fourteen eight three at ninety five point one. Okay, all right. The Wagoneer with the lower output of the Hurricane. Okay. The Wagoneer with the lower output version of that straight six, mm-hmm. zero to 60, 5.85 seconds. It's pretty quick. It's faster than that 6.2 and the yeah, 0.2. right. Quarter mile, 14.45 at 97. Okay. In a big old SUV. In the high output, uh, Gonderman, and I, b- I believe we got 12, can't remember, 12 something, 12.99 or something. In the quarter. At, at like 101 or two or something like that. That's healthy. You'll appreciate this, probably not. But uh, you know, I just <laughs> yes, I just bought my probably wife. Not. I just bought my wife a, a Grand Cherokee four by eight. I'm I just I sat in it the other day. It was nice. Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawk four by e in our test. Two liter turbo, plug in hybrid, zero to sixty. Yes, five point eight three seconds. Wow, quarter mile, fourteen three nine at ninety eight seven. So slower but faster. Yes. Okay. But I mean, it's right there hanging with those big old V8s and the straight six turbo. Okay. Wait, amazing, I said slower dude. but faster. So it's what's the opposite of not quick but fast? No, no. Fast is how fast so you're going. Speed. Quick is how fast you get there. Right. Okay. So it's not as quick but faster. Whatever. My point is that I was really impressed with 
the numbers of these uh, these things this year. They're super. I mean, anytime you have a factory vehicle approaching 100 miles an hour in the uh, quarter is a pretty big deal. So, anyway, all right. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No. No, I have not. Uh, 248,000 Ram HD trucks are recalled for transmission leak that may cause fire. Bummer. So the way I found out about this is our friend Mike Rice from the uh, Dirt to Whiskey podcast and Adventure Off-Road in Huntington Beach at yep. uh, the dealership there. Said, dude, you'll never believe this, but there's a stop sale on all Ram diesels that have the non-Eisen transmission. All the way back to 2020 Whoa. on forward, like full stop, and they don't know how soon they're going to be able to have a uh, fix for it. Oh, my God. Dude. So only guys with HOs, which means only guys with 3,500s, because I don't think they put the ice on the 25. No, no, no. These are the non-Eisen transmissions. I so am, That's what yeah, I just Ram said. Yeah, Ram 2,500. Right. So the only guys that, that don't have to worry about it are the 3,500s. So it's leaking, with, trans- with the HO. leaking transmission fluid from uh, under the hood comes out the dipstick and then hits you know something on the exhaust and could cause a fire. If you think about it, I've heard of a lot of vehicles. Usually when there's fires, you see the forums. I haven't really heard of that with the Rams. No, I haven't heard what, that either. What I'm wondering is, is it people who now think of how old those things are? You know, two, three years old, lots of miles. Is it a trans service that's overfilled? And it's going out through the dipstick, hmm. and it's not even a, a factory defect. Man, Ram's just getting oh, hammered, hammered because the the CP4 issue. Now they're recalling thousands well, of well, CP4s. We, yeah, so the recall Ooh. covers the uh, 2500s, 2020 through 2023, and 3500, 2020 through 2022. And it's for the 68 RFE trans that could experience heat and pressure buildup in the transmission. This could cause the trans fluid to leak out the dipstick tube and then find an ignition source. And so, uh, again... It's one of those things where I haven't really heard a lot of people in the Ram forums talking about it, but apparently there's been enough where they're doing a safety recall. This reminds me of the time back, uh, what was it, the early 2000s? Was it GMT 400 trucks or something like that? One of them, the Chevys had an issue like that, and they had to put a locking dipstick tube on it so that it would go out Didn't, uh, yeah, the vent or whatever out. and not come out the wow. uh, dipstick. Oh, wait, listen carefully. You can hear one of the engineers at Ram. No! <laughs> So uh, FCA launched an investigation into the 20 to 2023 uh, mm-hmm. Ram HDs in June after learning of engine compartment fires that could indicate a potential trend. The automaker is aware of 16 field reports and 16 warranty claims that could be related to a transmission leak. Well, 16 out of 200 and, uh, let's see, mm-hmm. 48,000? I mean, that's not very many. No. So, Oh, wait a minute. You can hear the guy in the uh, Ram warranty department. <laughs> yeah, that, that poor guy. So uh, this is unrelated to the NHTSA investigation in uh, 2021 on 600,000 Ram pickups with the Cummins diesel. I believe that was the uh, the CP4 that you aforementioned. Right. And then yeah, also that the, the high-pressure fuel pump. And the heating plate was another one. Oh, dude. That has become a thing. Do you, yeah. Have we talked about that before? Oh, the, uh, yeah. The, the we, grid heater? But not a lot. Yeah. Holy mackerel. So can, can we talk about that briefly? Sure. So 2007 and a half, all the way to current, Ram 6.7 liter Cummins diesels all have a grid heater that heats up the air, preheats the air, so the truck will start on sub-zero days. All right. On the bottom of this plate is a bolt, and the top of the bolt connects to the 12-volt lead that goes to the battery, and then that current goes down to the bottom where the coil is. All right. Well, after so many cycles, this bolt, the arcing, the heat... Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, and high current goes through this bolt. The bolt, Holman, 
drips. Like the bolt actually becomes like a stalactite. And the nut and the bottom of the bolt, it's about a quarter of an inch worth of thread with a nut on it. And I'm sure they Loctite it. And I'm sure it's great from the factory. But after time, it drips like a stalactite into the intake manifold and through gravity makes its way down to cylinder number six, which is under your firewall. That's closest to your knees. And it on which drops. side of the engine, the left or the right? Which bank? See what you <laughs> did there? Straight six, amigo. <laughs> drops into cylinder six. Piston comes up, smashes the bolt into the top of the head, bounces around, does some damage to the potentially the valves. Engine L Destroyo. So what has happened over the last 10, 15 years is that engines die. The mechanics just replace the entire engine or do some minor headwork, and the mechanics don't really talk to each other. So no one really knows that this is becoming a thing until recently, until I found a couple guys who had encountered these, and I made videos about them. And guess what? What? Now everybody knows. And I'm not taking all the credit. Like the grid heater bolt failure was a kind of a, because like, it's like the guys who used to say, yeah, my brother's uncle's cousin woke up in Las Vegas and he had one of his kidneys missing in the, in the, in the bath full of ice. Have you heard that story? You got to know that story, right? Yeah. I've often uh, woken up in Vegas in a bathtub full of ice. No, but seriously, like you've heard that, right? Like that, I mean, that, it's a wife's tale. Yeah, the wife's tale. actually happened. Well, so this grid heater bolt failure would seem like a wife's tale because no one actually knew anyone. And then Protec Diesel up in Canada, where we were talking to him, and he goes, yeah, I got a customer up. He had the grid heater bolt failure. He said, what? Do you have any photos? Sure enough, he sent me a photo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we shot a video. They shot video. We shared it. Another guy in Alaska. Another guy in Minnesota. Another guy, and, then I got, and then I think, okay, it's all cold states. Phoenix. Northern California, they're all popping up. They're all sending me photographs of engines with number six piston Holman with, it looks like, you know when you see- um, Are we calling this the lightning incident yet? Dude, dude, check this out. You know when you see a seashell that's like a million years old and it's embedded in a rock? Uh Uh-huh. That's what the piston looks like. But it's got, you can see the threads where they were smashed. really excited about this. Dude, it's crazy. Like we uncovered this thing and and, and nobody is- saying anything about recalls. It's just, we're just going on as normal, like it's not happening. But I personally have seen photographs of at least six so far of destroyed engines. You know, the guy spent 15 to 20 grand on repairs to get his Cummins back up and running. So this is like becoming a thing. And the reason I know about it is because we made the Monster Ram at Banks and you eliminate the grid heater and you replace it with a coil, a vertical coil style heater that sits on the top of the monster ram. So there's no there's no way that that can fall down into the intake plenum. So guys are buying this monster ram now so they can get rid of the coil of their uh, grid heater because they're so freaked out. They don't want this bolt to drop off into the intake manifold and ruin their engine. It's wild. And now there's there's service centers. They're like, all right, if you want to see if your bolt is loose, reach down, grab the little top of the terminal and this bolt and shake the top. If it's loose, then that means the bottom is loose and it's going to drop off in your cylinder. So, uh, man, it's like a, it's interesting to be part of this. Like, So what you're saying is discovery. you have heard about that. I have totally heard about it. Yeah. Grid heater bolt failure in the Ram Cummins 6.7 liter. All right, thank you for finding that for the Ram community, Lightning. Appreciate you. I'm not I'm not taking ownership of it. No. 
I I'm just saying, like, the, well, the, the whole rant was. Well, we 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 kind of solved it. Like, it, I don't know, it was very organic. It was really cool to be a part of it, and it's still unfolding right now. There are people finding out about it, like, right now on the Truck Show podcast. Well, some on the Truck Show. Go podcast. get a monster ram, fix all that deal. You can do stuff. that. It ain't cheap, but I'm telling you, it's it's an insurance policy that is well worth it. Hey, lighting, did you hear? How about no? Nope. Uh, General Motors has once again made the comment that they will be sticking with internal combustion engines amid the EV expansion and that they will not be abandoning traditional vehicle segments. Uh, GM's president, Mark Royce, recently gave an interview to Fox Business ahead of the company's Investor Day presentation in New York. He said that General Motors is not ready to leave the traditional mainstream segments where models with combustion power are still dominating sales by a large margin. So uh, that would be pickup trucks for uh, all of us who uh, love our trucks. So... Uh, the internal combustion age, ice age, is not over, Royce told Fox Business. We're not going to abandon our internal combustion engine segments. We've got truck leadership with GMC and Chevrolet. We've got to cross our midsize trucks, our full-size trucks, and then beyond. So uh, those of you who are Chevy fans and GMC fans, you'll be happy to know that uh, you should be able to uh, get your internal combustion engines for some time to come. That's good news. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? I mean, no. No. Nope. The 2023 Nissan Armada starting price is now... Let me guess. Okay. Let me guess. Nissan Armada starting price is forty-one. Am I even close? Not even in the ballpark. Really? Look at that. Well, your your grimace is. I'm the, way off. Then the uh, 2023 Nissan Armada now starts at fifty thousand four hundred dollars <gasps> for the S four by two, which is a five hundred dollar uh, increase from 2022. Mm. The SV uh, got uh, the biggest. Uh, Increase, uh, eight hundred eighty bucks, and now the SL and Platinums uh, are six ten and five twenty a piece. So with the uh, sixteen hundred ninety five dollar destination and handling fees, uh, basically the most affordable Armada you can get now is fifty two oh nine five. But if you uh, know what you're looking at, that's uh, based on the Nissan Patrol and the Infinity, and it's a really nice full size SUV. So um, the power plant for twenty twenty three remains the five point six liter endurance V eight which makes 400 horsepower and 413 pound-feet of torque. And the maximum towing capacity is 8,500 pounds, which, uh, you know, we are definitely fans of that particular SUV. Does it sound every bit as good as the Titan? More muted, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But Can we good. unmute it? <laughs> yeah, you can unmute anything you want. <laughs> okay. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? <laughs> nope. Ford uh, entered the next generation uh, Ranger Raptor. Uh, in the Baja 1000. It uh, received extra LED lights, a fire extinguisher, uh, perspex rear windows, a bed-mounted... <laughs> a 100... fire extinguisher? It's, it's not a, a big it's deal. A race. It is. Well, it is if you're on fire. I know. <laughs> but come on, that's not something you put in the press release. That's... We added a fire extinguisher. Well, this was, a, I believe, an Australian spec truck because uh, it was a... Uh, I think it was right-hand drive and it was sponsored in part by uh, ARB. Mm-hmm. So they talk about the bed-mounted 160-liter fuel tank Racing harnesses. Uh, Ford's midsize off-roader utilized the standard front and rear suspension with Fox shocks and was on 17-inch forged alloy wheels with BF Goodrich tires. The Ranger Raptor completed the course in 26 hours and 21 minutes, which is absolutely respectable. And the Blue Oval says they had a nearly flawless run that required only basic maintenance and system checks alongside with the uh, fuel stops. After the race, it was driven on public roads back to Riverside, California. So uh, no trailer queen there, and uh, I think it shows... Uh, when the Ranger Raptor uh, finally arrives here in the States, that it's going to be a tough little truck. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. 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 No, I don't think so. 
Uh, did we talk about the 2023 uh, Ram 2500 Traveler retro truck that was done in collaboration with Ram and uh, Chris Stapleton? Um, I I don't think we did. Did we? I don't. I don't remember. I know I that I was so. having cigars with you the other night, and you were telling me a story about your wife taking photographs with Chris Stapleton That's at true. an event. But I don't recall talking about a. Collabo Ram with Chris. So they did this really cool, like a white over cream two tone Ram with the old Ram uh, font on all the logos. White over cream. It's pretty cool. No, I have not seen that. It's oh. Totally retro. But check out what they did here. Oh, that's kind of cool. It Normally cool. I don't like those graphics, but that is, that's nice. The hood ornament is freaking amazing. Wait, wait, zoom into oh, that. I, oh, there's a okay, picture. Hold on. on. So it's the old Ram style. If you look at like the old Ram van logo yeah, and stuff. No, yeah, okay. It looks like uh, See? brushed aluminum uh, logos on the doors, Ram Traveler. So uh, obviously Chris Stapleton, known for his Traveler uh, uh, album yep. and song. And then uh, it's got the Ram boxes, but they're kind of hidden because of the way the stripe is done on it. So that stripe looks like, is that wooden colored? On, uh, is it supposed know, but, to replicate wood? Check out that badass hood ornament. Oh my God. That is, is that looks rad? like a piece of crystal. Oh, it's not. It's got to be like- it's chrome. Chrome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, geometric. So it's like- It's um, like a fascinating, fascinating angry looking yes. Ram. I love it. Bring back the freaking hood ornaments, people. Please, you already put the big old dumb your truck company name emblazoned across the tailgate. It's time for hood ornaments too. So, uh, nod to Chris Stapleton for uh, bringing it back and make it real with uh, with Ram. You it's, need to put a uh, hood ornament on the Jeep. What would it be? Oh, I know what exactly it would be. It would be a it'd be a wiener. No, it'd be Boss Hog uh, <laughs> style. Big old oh antlers, long long horns. Oh horns, hey, no. antlers. Hey, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Hey, lightning. Did you hear? No, no, no. No, 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 uh uh-uh. Antlers and horns are not the same. No, I know that. Uh, I realized that as it was coming out of my mouth. The Ram 1500 Revolution EV truck uh, is supposed to be revealed on? Uh, January 1st. January 5th. Okay. At CES. So. Oh, CES. We'll have some uh, news after the first God, year. God, wait. Why CES of all shows? Yeah, that's becoming huge right now for the uh, for the truck market and C- car market. Consumer electronics yep, show. Yeah, because of all the tech that's in all the vehicles. I used Absolutely. to go to CES religiously. Oh, it was great. And it dovetailed right into the adult show. Okay. Hey, Lady, did you hear? No, no. Nope. Uh, Toyota trucks and SUVs are going to be uh, getting an overlanding trim. There was a lifted Toyota Tundra at SEMA, which was a concept that kind of- Did they call it the overloading Foreshadows the new Trail Hunter grade. Trail Hunter. So that's be, a cool name. It'll be interesting to see if uh, what comes of it and what is changed, but it's going to be uh, a, a trim level that is geared toward overlanders. So hopefully some more payload. Reminds me, remember that old video game Spy Hunter? Yeah. You would like have your sports car that came out of the plane and had like rockets and like- Dude, I got to say, Trail Hunter is a rad name. That's what I think of when I hear Trail Hunter. Yeah. I'm digging it. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Mm-mm. Nope. I didn't know. Pretty sure I didn't. It's possible that I did, but I doubt it. I do have a keen eye for news. <laughs> 572,000 Ford F-150s were recalled for bad windshield wiper motors. No. That's a lot, that's dude. That's not true. That's a lot. That's a, wait, what do they do? They freak out and go too fast? <laughs> I don't know. What do they do? Uh, apparently 1% of the involved motors they light on fire? Are, what uh, happens? Estimated to be defective. So, uh-huh. uh, Can you imagine if they only went super, super fast? No, I can't imagine that at all. <laughs> hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. No, haven't, haven't heard. Is this story about windshield wipers? 
This is not, but okay. uh, if you have an F-150, you might want to know about those windshield wipers. <laughs> Listen. I can't freaking see. <laughs> Listen, we're just bringing the news, Let man. me ask you this. Do you prefer We're doing dual, the Lord's work. Do you prefer dual wipers or those crazy single, those monoblade Mercedes ones that go- No, I hate They those. make like a W. No, those are dumb. Like a, They go up, They're down, up, complex. down, up, down, and- Wipers don't need to be Aren't that Aren't those wild? Like, who thought of that? Let's have one wiper that does a W pattern. Somebody was on acid. It was wild. Those things are crazy to watch. Like, but, such a feat really of engineering. Are talking about wipers still? I think they're All right, cool. well, then, hey, might as well go into this. Uh, Rivian's LED headlights have been uh, <laughs> been problematic for people in cold weather states because they don't put up enough heat to melt the snow off of them. Is that a thing that people rely on incandescent light bulbs yes. like HIDs to okay, that melt was, the snow? That was California pompous right I don't there. freaking know. That really? was super California pompous. Really? Yes. Yes. Seriously? I, I mean, I just would have gotten out there and chipped off the snow with my hands. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Please uh, inform Lightning what it's like to live and drive in the snow. I, I mean, I go to snow like once a year up to Big Bear and it just- then you bring your big old windshield and headlight chisel. And you <laughs> I guess so. Chisel the f- all the snow and ice off the front there. I've I've Sport. brought I brought those you do that. I brought those Chief. tools up there, but uh, I've never had to use them. You do that, Coach. You go out there with your <laughs> your big headlight chisel and you just chisel icebergs off the front of your car. Do you? So what do you do? You're saying you just turn on the headlights and hope it melts it after like an hour? <laughs> what do I care to live in the snow? Well, I'm saying, <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you, did come you on, don't hang me out like that. No. No, I didn't hear. Allegedly, uh, according to the internet, there is a company mm-hmm. that has five Ram SRT10 engines uh-huh. that are for sale. And um, do the vehicles that they go in melt snow with their headlights? They actually do. Okay. Yeah, they actually have uh, light bulbs. All right. X2 Builders out of Pontoon Beach uh, has a bunch of uh, engines available. If you remember, these made 500 horsepower and 525 pound-feet of torque, which was a freaking lot of power back in the day. Man, I love that engine. Honestly, when I bought the 392, that Ram was one of the ones I thought, you know, I missed out on that. Regular cab, manual, her shifter, Ram SRT10. That's a lot of truck. That was a beautiful truck. Yeah. Man, I love that truck. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I don't think so. How much do you think it would, uh, it's going to cost to fill up the uh, Hummer EV? Okay, the Hummer EV to fill it up. Well, is it a fast charging station that I'm going to, or it's in my house? Whatever, fast charging. Like just okay, fast charging. Two twenty will be like a week, dude. Okay, fast charging. All right, you're putting too much thought. No, 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 no. I got it, got it. Eighty bucks. Over hundred. Wow. Battery pack is over uh, two hundred kilowatts. So the guys over at Inside EVs uh, charge theirs up, and it says. Uh, Electrify America session build uh, uh, Kyle apparently over there two hundred for two hundred twenty four kilowatts, which uh, set you back about a uh, hundred bucks before taxes and fees. So um, it's a lot of coin. So it's basically just as expensive to fill up as my three ninety two. Look, everyone thinks it's going to be free, it's be cheaper and free. Think, it's well, not. They, they think it's going to be telling, free. I'm telling you guys. Not only that, but even like when we did the Rivian, I was doing the equivalent of like five fifty an hour charging on uh, on a fast charge station, and you have to think that what they're going to figure out what the price of gas is, and they're going to charge you the exact same. They're whatever fees or what they're going to be. Oh, that's weird. Electricity is the same price. So, so here's I'm listening to NPR last couple of days, and they've been uh, talking about the LA Auto Show, which is going on right now. They're, and they're doing a lot of EV talk, 
And, you know, NPR out here in, in Southern California is based in uh, Santa Monica. And that is, Santa Monica is the, the very, very liberal town. Talk about town. pompous. Yeah, very, very pompous, very li- liberal town. Are you calling me pompous? No, Santa Monica. Yeah, oh, super pompous. Yes, exactly. You guys would hate the people in Santa Monica. I'm just telling you. So they're having these conversations on NPR about how no one in cities really needs range over a couple hundred miles because they wouldn't use it and how everyone is going to charge at home. It's as it's as if it's predetermined no one will need gas stations. And if you They're really idiots. do and if you do need to charge and you're out somewhere in the country, you'll stop at a Walmart, a Target, a CVS, a Walgreens, etc. and they'll have charging stations in the parking lot. So gas stations as we know it will go away. Wrong. Well, that is what they believe. They are idiots. And they're and they're saying so we don't need That's this what range. Happens when we you don't, don't live need in fa- middle America. We don't need fast charging. Aren't towing your freaking horses a thousand miles in a day, and you have no idea what real people who drive real trucks have to contend with. It's just, and not even just trucks. It's just anything. It's just insane. They're like the average person. And they're coming. The average person came and make it to Vegas on a electric on a uh, EV charge from Southern California right now. It's wild. Why do you I think just, they have the supercharger station in Baker? Yeah, I could. I don't want to go down. The I know. Right I'm now. sorry. Because right. there's listen. There's things about EV I really like. I think there's some really cool stuff. There's also stuff no, that I, I think is I stupid. I know, but it's just that the proponents are just the, well, ignoring. Well, the proponents are ignoring science like yes. they are with everything else. Right. Whatever. Okay. You know what? You know what? You're a lying sack of s***. That's well, right. I'm not. We're not, truthful. Uh, yeah. I mean, those the Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Bring a Trailer had a sweet Toyota 80 series. Yeah. Hey, who bought Bring a Trailer? With a Duramax swap in it. Wait, stop what? Hold that has horses. a Duramax swap in it. How rad would that Good be? Good stuff, Willis. That thing is so rad. No way. Yeah. Yeah. They put a Duramax in an 80 series Land Cruiser. Interesting. I want... Oh, you know what? Well, let's say it had a four liter in it, I didn't it? want that. So that's a big four, four liter. 4.2. 4.2. Okay, so it's... it's. I wonder what they had to do to the far wall, if anything. Whatever. Hmm. Don't care. It fits. Here's a picture of it sitting in there. I wonder any idea amazing. what transmission. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be probably, uh, that looks older like an Is LBZ. It, it was a out of an express van. It already had like 200,000 miles on it. Gotcha. Interesting. Uh, yeah. My favorite truck ever. My express with a Duramax. Yep. 06. That got the uh, fuel tank drained in the middle of the night. Yes, it did. But boy, that was an awesome van. All right. Well, that's enough news for now. Let's get on the emails. You email. Yeah. Well, we're going long on this one. Uh, the last episode was like an hour and something, and Holman busted me on it. He's like, why was the last episode so short? I'm like, oh, it's... Because I ran out of the space on the memory card. Yeah, that, that happened. We, we were with. doing uh, our, our stage show at uh, on the Motor Trend stage, and... Lightning sucks. We had an interview... Uh, being recorded and the SD card filled up and I didn't want to stop to tell the guest and <laughs> so we didn't air that one so it was, the show was a little uh, the, the last show was a little abbreviated but uh, this one's full length my but friends it was good it was good yep alright uh, Eco Diesel CP4 pump from John Segal says uh, hey guys John from the beautiful wet shores of Lake Tahoe again I was just listening to your latest episode talking about the issues with the Eco Diesels and their fuel pumps the reason I recently switched to my current 2020 Rebel over my 2016 Ram Eco Diesel is that fuel pump went out at about 96,000 miles thank goodness Ouch. it was still under warranty I was on my way home from Oregon back to Lake Tahoe. My truck conked out at about 9.30 at night, about 50 miles north of Reno, and dense wildfire smoke. 
I have my wife, dog, or mountain bikes, weeks worth of gear in the truck with me. It was very unsettling. I hadn't had a vehicle leave me stranded on the road since I was 16. It ended up being the high-pressure fuel pump. It fed metal shavings all the way through the fuel system, right down to the injectors. The whole thing had to be replaced. Again, thank goodness it was under warranty. Never forgave the truck for that. Always left me with an uneasy, unsettling feeling. Wanted to love that little diesel so bad, but it's like when a woman cheats on you, it's hard to forgive her. Loving my 2020 Rebel with the Hemi, though. Take care, guys. John. And this one's from R. Kimmel. Subject line is sold on Nissan. Got my nephew sold on a Nissan instead of a Toyota. Yeah, that is a uh, that's a nice truck. So congratulations, Mr. Kimmel. Appreciate you writing and uh, listening to El Trucco Show Podcasto. All right, got one from uh, Troy Brick. Says, I love the podcast. Started listening to the podcast a couple of months ago, and I enjoyed it very much. My OCD and anal retentiveness will not allow me to jump ahead, so if you read this email in air, I will not hear it for months since you're currently <laughs> on 250 and I just started 63. I commute approximately 40 minutes to work and most days listen to the show both ways. I relate what I have learned during my commute to my wife over dinner, and I can tell that she is very appreciative. My wife and I recently took a trip from Iowa to the Sequoia National Forest in my 2016 Ram 2500, the 6.7, in a pop-up pickup camper, approximately 4,300 miles round trip. It was the best vacation ever. We stopped in National Forest and BLM lands for free dispersed camping and loved every minute. One of our favorite stops was Rainbow Basin near Barstow. It's awesome out there. We stopped at the Del Taco in Barstow for breakfast burritos on the way out of town. Yes, Del yep. Taco. Uh, Not le- just Del Taco. Main Street, it, Lenwood, or, a, out, or Outlet Center? Uh, Main, Main Street in that's Lenwood. The, that's the OG. That's the real one. Yeah. That's where everything is bigger. The burritos are bigger. The tacos well, are bigger. That's because the, the guy who owns it was one of the original guys. Yeah. And anyway, there's a whole story Ooh. there. Uh, let's see. As uh, preparation for the trip, I explained to my wife that we would be listening to a number of your podcasts and how she would hate the jingles and intros, but they would grow on her. They'd become the songs that you cannot get out of your head, and before long, she would find herself singing or humming them at various times during the day. At one point, I heard something that is rarely heard by a husband. You were right about those jingles. <laughs> about the second or third day, I started playing your podcast, and I would notice her smiling or laughing at the content. I have an Android. My goal is to uh, get her to use her iPhone to give you five stars. All was going well until she noticed that you referred to your listeners as guys. I tried to explain that's a catch-all term like dude or y'all. Exactly. That seemed to help somewhat, but then you said something about Subaru owners and how they wouldn't be offended because they don't listen to your show. You guessed it. Her daily driver is... Hey, Subaru. Uh, Great mileage and room for her, her home health care supplies. So wait, we gained <clears throat> a listener and lost and a And lost listener. her all the same time. Uh, I'm now sucks. trying to uh, devise a plan to steal her phone and account uh, login to give you five stars. Some background on myself. I learned to drive in a 1967 Chevy Fleetside, four-speed manual. My first truck was a 79 Chevy three-quarter ton, Chevy Custom 4x4. I've owned or driven more trucks than I can remember and swear that no one can live without at least one truck in the family. Currently own a 93 YJ on 35s. For fun, a 2010 F-150 FX4, my Ram 2500. I have said enough. I love the podcast. I'm glad that I've got a long way to go to catch up. I never have to wait for a new episode. Just listen to the April Fool's Day 2019 episode. Great. I did not listen for two hours, but we'll need to find the middle for the <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> if you still send stickers, that'd be great. And that's to uh, Troy Brick. All right. Thanks, and uh, Troy, this is for your wife. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. All right. This one's from uh, Drew from Canada. He says, uh, Dear Truck Show Goons, I'm currently going back and re-listening to the Truck Show because I have ran out of other podcasts to listen to when I came across an amazing drop that Lightning never grabbed. Holman Boo Lightning. On the very first episode, at 46 minutes and 10 seconds, Lightning says what he always says, and then Mr. Holman repeats it. If this is not a drop by the time the next episode comes out, 
Truck Show fans will riot. As always, keep up the good work and five stars by Emmy. Five star review! Five stars! P.S. Can we get a result for Waffle House debate already? There's not it's a result. It's been going on five. since the Great. start. Vroom Vroom Drew from Canada. There is no, uh, there's no update. It's stalemate. It's not a stalemate. Waffle House blows ass. No, Waffle House is freaking amazing. No, and, no, it is. No, nope, nope. No. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. It's not. All right, I got this uh, one from Garrett Daniels. It says, uh, podcasts and questions. Enlightening and holy man. As I write this, you're at SEMA, which means I will be fortunate to have it read by Christmas. Oh, no. We're no, we're, 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 we're almost Christmas. Thanksgiving, dude. Yeah, we're good. We're good. But you asked about our podcast listening, and mine is ridiculous, so here it is. The Truck Show Podcast, Meat Eater with Steve Ranella, The Muscle Car Place, The Kibbe and Friends Show. By the way, I'm personal friends with Rob Kibbe. I've been on both of his shows and built the roll cage for his General Lee clone. Seven Hills Church Podcast, The Tradesman Experience, Real AF. The Way I Heard It, I love that one, The Huberman Lab, The Jordan Peterson, Black Rifle Coffee Podcast, Wild West Extravaganza, Legends of the Old West, Speed School with Gail Banks, and Jocko Podcast. By the way, a listener just gave me another epic podcast I've been listening to called Inside Skunk Works. And it's about basically Lockheed and Skunk Works program from employees of Skunk Works. It talks about all their old programs and things like that. It's pretty cool. So in the last episode of the Gail Banks Speed School podcast, as I sat there and recorded, there was a discovery. There was a discovery by Gail as Walt Ware was telling a story. About SR-71s. Nope. Walt Ware was the president of Garrett Air Research back in the day. Uh Garrett, you know today for making turbos. At one point, yeah, they did SR-71 stuff. They did a lot of aerospace. Funny you should talk about that. So this story, which I won't spoil it, but- there was this epiphany. Why in the 1980s, turbos, the, the use of turbos in modern vehicles was suppressed and superchargers became popular. And the story behind this is fascinating and totally unexpected. Turbos were taking off and then all of a sudden, the use of turbos in American cars stopped and it was because of- Insurance. Well, this one, th- no. Nope. Insurance was part of it. It's politics. Was sure it insurance? Every, everything's politics. This was politics. And if the way Walt tells it is true, it like it it changed what people knew in the eighties and nineties as far as forced induction and the way it was delivered to them. Really fascinating. If you listen to uh Speed School podcast with Gil Banks, it's the most recent episode. All right. So uh he says he owns and operates a metal fab shop, so he just listens to podcasts all day while he works. Uh, going back to the Skunk Works podcast, let me uh, ask you a quick question, Lightning. If I were to ask you, what is a ship? What's your answer? What is a ship? S-H-I-P? Like, S-H-I-P. What is you, a ship? This is a loaded question. So you're not talking about a sailing ship? You're not talking about it? A... I don't know. What am I talking about? Just answer the question. What is a ship? It's a ship. A, a, v- a vessel of any sort, air Land or sea that carries a a payload. I, I don't I don't know. Oh, that was actually a very good answer. Okay. So going back to the Skunk Works podcast, they have a thing they call the ship test. And it's something they do with new engineers. And most of the time, you'll ask, what is a ship? And people say, it's a boat on the ocean. And he says, if you mentioned a boat, you get an F. Okay. But, but a on. spaceship. Just stop. Just, okay. just, just got to stop. You get an F. You mentioned a submarine, you got a D. 
If you mention an airship, you get a C. If you mention a spaceship, you get a B. And if you mention something like friendship, you get an A. The whole point of it is to think outside the box. Because most people will answer that question, and to your credit, you didn't, so you actually get a B. Mm. Engineering and anything else in life, you self-impose your own boundaries and walls. Nobody asked you about a boat or something in the water. They asked you about a ship. So it's their way of finding if engineers and people are, who are coming on can think outside the box and not have self-imposed boundaries to answer the question so that they can answer them differently than what you've always always been doing. So somebody who says friendship is obviously thinking outside the box and doesn't have those predisposed ideas of water, which was not part of the question. I thought that was such an interesting thing where I had a noodle on it for a day. And the podcast itself is uh, is really amazing. So if you have a chance- It's called Skunk Works? Inside uh, Skunk Works. Inside Skunk Works. Check it out. Uh, hold on. Garrett has a question to follow up. So he says, now for the question. Back in July or so, I DM'd Lightning to ask about what turbo was in the Banks Turbo Kit for the 4-liter Jeep inline six. I'm assuming it was forgotten about because he didn't get back to me, and that's okay. Do you guys have any idea what size turbo it was? I asked because I'm building a hot 4-liter for my JK, which is kind of cool, and I'd like to properly size the turbocharger. The 3.8 and 4-speed auto crapped the bed, and I just like 4-liters, so I figured it'd be a fun swap, especially if I can get some power out of it. Edelbrock head, custom intake, and cam are all part of this rebuild. It says, keep the suckage down and mount those parameters. Lower the suckage! Mounter parameters! So he wrote that to us October 31st and yep. then did a follow-up on November 17th. says, hey guys, I discovered that Garrett actually has a tool on their website that will calculate the appropriate turbo size for your application and suggest the products that fit your needs. But for posterity's sake, I'm still interested in what Banks did. Back in the day, I remember hearing a TJ with a Banks kit when I was probably 10 or 12 years old, and it gave me all the fizzies. So, Holman, do me a favor and hit forward, send that to my bank's email address, and then I'm going to print it out and hand it to John Espino, who you know, yep. was integral in sourcing that turbo. I will send that to you right now. All right. All right. Toyo Open Country RT Trail, subject line from uh, Scott. Gentlemen, I was very interested in the Toyo Open Country RT Trail tires that I seen, how dare you, saw, in parentheses, uh, you guys showcasing, but was disappointed to find that they are not making them in very many sizes. The only 37s are on 20-inch wheels. Do you know if they can be made in any other sizes, such as 37s on 18s? Also, if you had to choose Ram Power Wagon or GMC Sierra 2500 HD AT4 for occasional use off-roading and towing for about 10,000 pounds. Yeah, buddy, and five stars. Yeah, buddy! Five star review! Five stars! So all the sizes that are out there, there's supposed to be 38 coming. I don't think everything's on the website, so I wouldn't be so sure that those sizes aren't on the way, but they're, we're staggering the rollout. I don't have the list in front of me. I had it at one point that showed all the sizes. Um, if we can find it, we'll let you know, but there's more sizes to come. And on the uh, GMC versus Power Wagon question, you already said it comes down to towing. For me, off-roading, the Power Wagon's way better, rides better than the GMC. The GMC's um, front suspension is pretty harsh off-road uh, on the big heavy-duty trucks. It's like uh, all of the drawbacks of uh, 
IFS and none of the benefits, whereas the power wagon actually rides pretty good. But the GMC is going to have a lot higher payload and towing. I believe the power wagon is only like 1,600 pounds of payload and about 10.6 towing. So you're going to be right up against the limit on the power wagon, whereas the GMC, now, okay, if it's gas to gas, I think I'd still go power wagon because that 6.6 gas engine is a turd in the GMs. But if you're towing and you have an opportunity to do Duramax in the AT4 versus I, Cummins, I would do... No, no, you can't get the power wagon with the Cummins. You can't? So gas to gas, I would go power wagon. Gas okay. to diesel, AT4? You got to go diesel. I would go diesel. Yeah, the Duramax then, is kind of crushing. And then it. I would immediately rip out all the shocks and put something that rides nice in there, in my opinion. I second that. I believe, uh, before we end the show, that yep. you had a giveaway that you wanted to uh, do. I do. Let me look up. Uh, we got to search for our emails here. I think we have a winner to our Cerakote contest. All right. So uh, Seth Anderson sent us an uh, email that had a uh, looked like a first-gen Toyota Tacoma with the most disgusting hammered <laughs> roached fender flares yep. you've ever seen, followed up by a uh, appears to be an accurate MDX. With about the cloudiest headlights uh, that I've ever seen. So um, I think that there are translucent shower panels that are clearer than your headlight lenses, Seth. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and declare you the winner. So Lightning, why don't you hop on the Cerakote website and tell Seth what he's won. So the first thing that he has won is the Cerakote Ceramic Coatings Headlight Restoration Kit. And, uh, Which I have used and works amazingly well. We have both used it, and it will restore your foggy-ass headlights but back to near-new quality. Follow the instructions exactly. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Otherwise, it'll melt your headlights and it'll look yeah, gross. So don't do that. But if you follow directions... And literally, just don't try to do it on your own. Like, literally do follow the directions. I mean, I know you guys don't. For this, do, do please. Yes, and then they'll turn out beautiful. And you've also won the Ceramic Trim Coat Restoration Kit, which turns all that chalky black plastic on your fenders, or if you've, God forbid, you've got an avalanche and your whole truck is made out of that black plastic, it turns it beautifully black again. Silky smooth. It looks new. Again, I've used this. And I, I'm telling you for a fact I've used this, and it works freaking awesome. Thank you, Cerakote, for giving us these products. We're going to get your address. I'm going to mail it up to you next year, maybe June, July, August. <laughs> no, you'll get, get them out this it. week. All right, so if you're interested in uh, checking out these products for your ride, go to CerakoteCeramics.com. All right, well, I feel like this show has lasted forever. Yep, I'm ready to uh, go home and pass the F out. Podcast at gmail.com. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Follow oh, oh. on our socials at Sean P. Holden, at LBC Lighting, or at Truck Show Podcast, or you can email us, Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. Where are the photos? Where can they find them? Uh, all of our photos of you and I at, at SEMA, because I asked you for them and you didn't give them to me, so I couldn't post them. I did see them pop up here and there. Were they on your personal or were they on I believe they at were on Truck Show at Podcast? Sean Peel. Yeah, see, that's not cool. No. Why were they not on at Truck Show Podcast? Uh, because I have had zero free time to do that. That's it, BS. No, you can do no, a multi-post no, where you select Sean Peel no, and you select no, Truck Show Podcast. You cannot do that because it will not post to your Facebook when you do that. Number one. Number two. You're so selfish. Number two, Steph. <laughs> they're my photos. No, but I'm in them. I tagged you. That's not. Well, what am I going to do? Rip them? Yes. I got to screenshot them and reshare them that way? You just download them. That's so Listen, lame. I'm going to have a lot of free time coming up. 
I'll be able to do more, oh, more social. The bay doors are opening again. <laughs> bay doors are opening. A lot of free time. Arm the bombs. Set it. A lot of free time, if you know what I mean. Gonna have no, they don't. They don't know what you they mean. They don't know. No, they don't know. <clears throat> this is going to be. Let's say. Let's if say I this. don't die from this head cold, then, I know. Uh, well, you're going to get me sick. You're sitting 18 inches from my no, face. No, we're not spitting that close. Yeah, that's we're, a, none that's none close. of that is true. We're too close. The door's shut, but it's like a 10 by 12. There's room. no air conditioning in eight here. Eight by 12. There's more here. like eight Look, by there's 12. A, there's got a, like it's already growing mold in here, so hot and danky. Well, you don't have to worry about that problem anymore, Lightning. <laughs> no, <laughs> we may not to be in this studio much longer. All right, we'll we'll get into that news at some point in, in the, the next uh, 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> when the eviction notice uh, gets posted well, on the door? it's not really an, an eviction notice as <laughs> as more just like a boot in the ass. <laughs> that's, a, that's an eviction notice. Yes. But the the, the show uh, will go on. Listen, so if you- uh, Don't have, fret, we think. We think. <laughs> if you have questions, just uh, send them over to us at uh, the Five Star Hotline, 657-205-6105. Five Star. Five Star. Five Star. Hotline. Uh, or Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. And by the way, I'm still hooking people up. Uh, man, I feel like I've done this year alone, 75 of you, at least 75 of you have- uh, At least. Got Listen, hooked up on Banks parts. By the way, you those, slid into my DMs. Thank you. I hooked you up on the side. All you people you, who you, slid into, disgustingly slid into Lightning's DMs. Nope. I, not I gotta, disgusting I got to tell you. I got to tell you, you have paid for Banks' sponsorship of the show. <laughs> so thank you for that. You have, uh, you've helped. You you have helped. Uh, I, I, we really appreciate it. And hopefully you're enjoying the, the Banks products. Man, at some point, I, I have emails thanking me for the pedal monsters and the monster rams and the rammer intakes and blah, blah, oh, blah. You have to stuff. read them at some point. I, I, well, I just think it could, so you guys know it's real. It's legit. It is you know? legit. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely legit. So we're going in reverse order. So thanks to BanksPower.com. All right, perfect. Hype up your ride. Uh, type in your year making model at BanksPower.com. And of course, Nissan, our presenting sponsor, who has stuck with us. Uh, through many, uh, let's see, many years, mm-hmm. many uh, challenges, yep, and a couple of studio changes. <laughs> they stuck with us through the, the, the Santa Ana years. The, the Santa Ana years. The, the El Segundo era. The ant invasion, <laughs> uh-huh. right? What do we call that? The ant invasion of, uh, sure. of, of 2017. The Central Orange County uh, out, uh, ant invasion. Uh-huh. <laughs> by the way, it's a great name for a band, by and the way. And this, invasion. this is the El Segundo era. Yeah, this is the <laughs> El Segundo. Right, and it's coming. Right. It's sunset, right? Of is the El Segundo. Is it sunsetting? Yeah. Is that what's happening? <laughs> sunsetting on the oh, no, El Segundo area. What's happening? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's going to suck when people who are behind try and send us stuff to this address in uh-huh. the future. Right. So leave that alone. I mean, that's no, too much info. No, it's too much info. No, everything's rosy, guys. Great. Everything's great. Everything's fine. It's perfect. Yeah, don't worry. It's not even April. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nissan, thank you. Yeah, no, Nissan. Go, li- listen, literally. Here's what we need you guys Is to there do. An, oh, stop, stop, stop. Who at Nissan can we shout out right now? Uh, Dan Pass. Dan Pass. He's the man. Here's what we do. You ready? Yeah. Hand up in the air. Yep. Five stars for Dan yep. Pass. Five, Five stars. stars for Dan Pass. All right. You know what sucks? What's that? Is if we were smart, mm-hmm. which we aren't, we should have tried to finagle a Nissan van out of them before production ended on the NVs. And made a mobile podcast studio. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be awesome? Get a get a high roof Nissan it. van, and we do I podcast anywhere. Dude, I know a guy who turns vans into mobile studios. Well, we totally effed up on that deal. Do they? So when did they end? Production? Yeah, a couple years ago. Oh man, yeah. that ship has sailed. Well, we'll have to do it in a Coleman tent somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman tent. Come on now. Um, would they? 
Allard. No, like, no, 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 no. Anyway, it won't work. Go buy a Nissan truck. We love yeah. you. You should love Nissan the way we do. They take care of the show. And uh, you can find their products at NissanUSA.com where you can build and price. And you can check out the Frontier, the Titan, the Titan XD. And with the Titans, you get a five year, 100,000 mile warranty. You get the Fender audio system in either truck, you utility track. You get their uh, zero gravity seats. Oh, so comfortable. Yeah. You know what? I wonder if we could get. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't have any, I don't have any furniture for the studio. <laughs> uh, for the new, for the new studio. Oh, oh, is there, there going to be one? Uh, there might uh, be a shed. There, I don't with know. With some sound deadening material. I don't know what there's going to be, guys. Yeah, yeah. We we just love all you. Listen, well, we can do it from your apartment. I have an apartment. <laughs> oh, you might have to get one. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. What do you want? want a job that I don't hate. want to do something that matters. But I don't know what that thing is. I feel like I want somebody to tell me exactly what to do. I want to stop feeling like if I take one more step, I'm just going to fall into a pit forever. I mean, what do you want to eat? Oh, pad thai. Yeah, so two orders of pad thai. Yep, that's everything.